on the other side of the tracks is my good friend, the best in the world, young Matthew, and the man behind this, the man with the plan, the man with the beard, the bullheaded Big Daddy V. How you doing today, Josh? I'm alright, I just got up. How about you, man? Uh, are, you, are you alright? Yeah, I'm good to go, man. I'm gonna be... Are you good to go? I'm good to go. It's gonna be a fun <laughs> show, man. It is gonna be a fun show. I've been looking forward to it. Uh, I wanted to... There's a number of different things I want to talk about, but man, we are seven days away, right? Oh, 14. 14, 14 days away from Mania. Two weeks from today. Why did I think it was this next week? This this week is, is Easter Sunday. Gotcha. I don't think they will ever do a WrestleMania on Easter. That may... Yeah. I don't think it would offend anybody, but I just don't think it would be a might be a little conflict of interest. So we got two weeks, April eighth. Is Easter always the first Sunday in in, in April? Oh, you're asking a Jew. Oh, okay. I don't know. <laughs> I, don't, I like, honestly don't know. It's like I know Thanksgiving. I know is the Passover's last... coming up. <laughs> yeah, and I know like the, the the whatever it is with the Catholics and the fish, where you got to eat fish on Fridays. That stuff's well underway because every restaurant serves fish. Fish on fry. Friday. Yeah, You're seeing all the signs by the churches. I guess it's Lent. It doesn't come Lent. I think. I don't know. I'm You're asking Catholic. the wrong. You're, they're, they're the wrong group of people. The wrong group of people are talking yeah. about things right now. You're Jewish. Um, I'm Baptist. Joshua is, I'm not sure. Yeah, let's go with that. I'm not sure. I thought that sounded good. That I'm sounded not good. sure. I'm, a, I'm not sure religion. That's right. That's a good religion. That's a good. I used to be a practicing Catholic, but uh, I don't know if that still holds weight anymore. But yeah, yeah I think it's the first Sunday of every April. It is. Okay, there we go. I mean, it's on April 1st, so... Yeah. I, I, it's on yeah. April Fool's this year, the more oh, importantly. Yeah, joke's on us. Yeah. <laughs> oh, no, zombie Jesus. No, I'm just kidding. Just kidding. <laughs> that was awful. That was low taste. I apologize. And no, you not don't. not blasphemy, because it's not against the Holy Ghost. Um, <laughs> no, seriously, in the Bible, it says that's the only sin that's unforgivable. Is it? Yeah, but the Bible also says, like, you should stone certain people. So, you know... Yeah, right? for, like, divorce and shit, right? I think so, yeah. yeah so. I read it all, but that was a long time ago. I actually did. Did you read, read the, the Bible? Yeah, from front to back. Oh. I wanted to read the Quran. I heard it's a great story. Yeah, it's wonderful. Man. <laughs> cool story, bro. Don't make me a sandwich. <laughs> wonderful fiction. <laughs> you know some of it has to be fiction. I mean, because think about the translation. It's all metaphors. That's right. Hey, speaking of wrestling. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And WrestleMania, which is the United States's, and I'm going to say this because Definitely, Joshua, when you was in Japan for Wrestle Kingdom, a gratuitous plug of how world-traveled our guest our host group. is. Our guest, guest host. Our <laughs> guest host. Yeah, I'm a guest, but I host. That's <laughs> right. There you go. Our co-host <laughs> is. Um, did you actually have the feel that, like, that when you was at Wrestle Kingdom, it had that big, because you've been to both. You've been to WrestleMania and Wrestle Kingdom, correct? Yes, I have. And which one had, they both had the same big fight feel, or? Uh, yeah, they did. They definitely did. Um, you know, for some odd reason, being in, uh, at two WrestleManias, uh, I would have to say, and this is, you know, I'm probably going to get screwed alive, but don't, don't take it as me saying one was, you know, better than the other. Right. But for me, WrestleMania was more grander. I don't know if that makes any sense, because it was yeah, just makes perfect sense. so so many fucking people there and I know the Tokyo Dome is bigger and everything but for some odd reason it just it seemed like more people at the WrestleManias I went to like I don't know it's just these big ass stadiums and it just seemed like I could see more people cause uh, uh I don't know at, at Wrestle Kingdom it was basically I was looking at the uh 
the ring and the Titantron, and there was like nobody on the on on the opposite side of me. It was just just the ring and the, the screen. Like you know, I'm so used to seeing people on the other side of the ring that I'm watching. So I, you know, it was weird, you know. But yeah, I would say like WrestleMania has that grander scale for me uh, in terms of just like what they do and how they present it and everything. I think the Tokyo Dome actually is not as big as some of these arenas that they come to nowadays. I, yeah. I think they hold about 55,000 people. Yeah. And where I we were, was assume. it closer to 90, I think. Because we yeah, put people on the were, field uh, at, the, at the Superdome. Yeah. yeah, it was a Superdome. And then I went to the one before that, and it just, you know, you just, you look across and you're seeing people in the stands and stuff like that. Like, there were people sitting down floor level, and I couldn't see them, but I'm so used to at wrestling events. You're so used to seeing somebody on the other side of you, like, just spectate, spectating, and I just didn't have that. I just had that big-ass fucking screen that just, you know, it didn't look that, like, it just stuck out like a sore thumb. And, you know, with WrestleMania, you got the fucking rockets, or rather the airplanes flying across the stadium. And, yeah. You know, if it's outdoors, and you just got, like, this grand scale. Like, someone's doing the, the opening up with the fucking, uh... What is it, the Star Spangled Banner? I don't know why, though, but, you know, still. All right. So, <laughs> I, I can understand. I, I, the one thing I don't, I, it sounds, this is going to sound really silly, but at night shows, I mean, at shows like that that are out in, in outside, I prefer nights, like when the lights are on. Mm-hmm. Way better than, like, if it's daylight and they're coming out to the ring. Yeah. It just has a, um, I don't know, it's kind of like a, well, the best example I could give to piggyback off of that was the Neville and Austin Aries match. You could tell they were battling Sun as well as they were battling themselves, and I don't think it took away from the match, but you could definitely tell like there were times like there, were, you know, especially with aerial guys, you know, coming out of the sky looking right at the sun can kind of mess you up a little bit. Yeah. You know, and I think you could, t- you know, if you're sitting on the wrong angle, it's like watching a baseball game and the sun's in your eyes. You know, you're in the wrong area. Yeah, you want to. Yeah, yeah, having to shield your eyes for a baseball game sucks. So you know, I can understand that for sure. But WrestleMania is seven hundred and thirty-two hours, so at some point, mm-hmm. you know, you're gonna get sunlight, and you're gonna get daytime. So it's all yeah, good. Pretty much. Yeah, with I, I don't. I think it's become so much that it's there's so many other things there besides just Mania now. It's like like we talked about last week. There is WrestleCon. There is a second year in a row. George Jones you know, Spring Break. You know, there's so much craziness going on. I don't know if you got you saw. Yeah, I know you want to talk about that. Go ahead. Well, no, I was. Brought, it was brought to my attention that apparently they're going to do a competition. Uh, TNA is going to take on Lucha Underground yeah. at WrestleCon yeah. this year. I was like, oh, I haven't seen any of the card. I don't know if it's up anywhere. Um, they share a lot of the same. Do they? I think they announced one match. I think it's like Brian Cage, and like I think it's like a triple threat match. Okay. Yeah. I know. I think it's Del Rio. Because Cage is working in TNA now, right? He's working TNA and Lucha. Like they have a working agreement. Oh, okay. But I I saw a match, and I don't know. I think it's I think it's two on two. I think it's Cage is representing Impact with uh, Johnny Mundo, or rather Johnny Impact is what they call him on Impact. Yeah, Uh, (laughs) and it's gonna be I think the real. Oh, I'm sorry. Is the real representing Impact? And Ray Phoenix and, uh, fuck, I, I don't have that information, but I did see it in passing. I know it's, uh, Del Rio, because I saw him representing Impact, and I thought that was weird. Yeah, uh, it is weird. <laughs> and, uh, I think it was Ray Phoenix, Brian Cage, and Johnny Impact. I could be wrong, but I know I saw it in passing that 
Del Rio will be in one of those matches. That was like one of the matches they announced. Okay. Besides, Sammy Callahan will be there with his bat. With his bat. <laughs> with his bat. There's nothing wrong with Sammy Callahan and his bat. What's wrong with you? <laughs> nothing wrong. Nothing. I, I like Sammy it. Callahan. I do too. I think, I think a he's a great personality when it comes to wrestling. Is he? <laughs> I don't know. Oh, yeah. I'm not going to crunch potato chips too much on the show. Um, <laughs> just a little bit. Just a little bit. Joy Janelle at Spring Break, there was an announcement this last week. Well, since we've been on the air last time. Mm-hmm. And it was about a match that's been signed for Joy Janelle Spring Break with a uh, recently released WWE superstar. <laughs> We're going this take, route? Yeah, taking on, <laughs> taking on a former UFC competitor. And it might quite, quite possibly have been... One of the I best. Like how you said superstar. I may want to use that word loosely. <laughs> and I think that the 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 build up to this, if that first little promo vignette, whatever you want to call it, that they played, has anything to do with what's going to happen, I think it's going to be grand. Sorry, that's the virus protection showing up. Oh, good. No, it's just letting me know I need to pay the money. It's fine. That shit still does that. It's an old laptop. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's not that old. It's old, yeah. Um, so my, my question is, is anyone excited to see Matt Riddle versus James Ellsworth? Matt Riddle, is it? <laughs> is that, that was my favorite part of the thing was Matt Riddle going, hey, um, do I got to fucking wrestle him? I like the line where he said, I oh, think those are cheese too. They had him on WWE TV for so long, and then they wonder why the ratings are in the toilet. I was like, oh, burn. It's like. The funniest part was Ellsworth was dead serious. Oh, he's dead. And it feels like he is dead serious. It was like, man. Any man with two hands has a fighting chance. And Matt Riddle's like, I have to fight this guy? Did he say who the fuck is James Ellsworth or why the fuck is James Ellsworth there? There's something about a why. I don't think it was a I think he knows who he is, but he doesn't want to wrestle. I think he went, why the fuck am I I wrestling James Ellsworth? Because he he fought uh, uh, Dan Severin? Dan Severin last time. Severin, I'm sorry. Yeah, Dan Severin last time. I fought this legendary fighter, Uh and now I got to fight James Ellsworth. People talked about that match. I had no idea James Ellsworth was three for four against AJ Styles until I watched that video. <laughs> I didn't either. Doesn't make it any more credible. It's just incredible. What are you talking about, man? Wait, you didn't know that? Team. I know that. Like one was what uh, a DQ, the other was the uh, the. There was a countout um, victory. No, no, it was uh, was it a DQ? I know one. D, he's got a pin. He does have a pinfall. I do remember the pinfall. Yeah. So one is, a, one is a, a, a count-out victory, I think, or a DQ. The other one's Dean Ambrose, and the third one's the ladder match. Yeah. Where he gets, he get, like, the AJ gets stuck in the ropes, and he gets the ladder. Yeah, and he has to get the contract, right? Yeah, that, that's that's what it was. And <laughs> I enjoyed the back and forth. He beat the bricks off James Ellsworth's ass. Mm-hmm. You didn't like he also the- saved James Ellsworth's life because he tucked the wrong way on the uh, Styles Clash. Yeah. But apparently that's he's not the first to do that. Yeah. Right, well, it's instinctual, but I yeah. think that um, I like the back and forth between Carmelo and Carmella and uh, and James Ellsworth a little bit. Yeah, I did. I mean, lots of people shit on it, hated it. it. Was like, oh, this is rehashed garbage and stuff. But I liked it a lot. I'm not a Carmella fan, so a lot of things she does, I kind of shit on, and it's gonna make me really upset when she beats Oscar's record at WrestleMania and becomes the champion. But that's okay. Uh, 
You don't think it's happening? I don't think that's happening. How, how much longer does she have with that 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 briefcase? It's a calendar year. Um, I don't know when the next Money in the Bank pay-per-view is, but she's got until then to, to cash it in. I know she's had it for a long, long time. Yeah, hold on. I'm going to look this up right now. Yeah. But that's kind of my like uh, that's kind of my fear right now. It's like, oh yeah, we're getting Nakamura versus Styles. Yay! The internet's gonna get happy. Oh, we're getting Daniel Bryan back, which we can talk about in a little bit. Mm-hmm. Yay! There's no way Carmella's not cashing in that money in the bank, and it's gonna. Uh, I know. June twenty eighth, two thousand seventeen, was it? Uh... Okay. Yeah, it sounds about. I know it's close to Mania. I know it's not right after. I think they have another B show in between. Mm-hmm. Something like yeah, Roadblock June, or something. I, this is, yeah, June. June twenty seventh, two thousand seventeen. So she's got, she's still got some ways. She's got a couple months. Yeah, a couple of months. Uh, I think everybody thinks it's gonna happen in Mania though. But that's the good thing is when you get, it, I like it best when you don't know what's happening. I mean, I honestly do. I like it best when. Just think about it. When you're watching Monday Night Raw, how many surprises every week do you see? Mm-hmm. Very few. I mean, it depends on, you know, before and after pay-per-views and things of that nature. I mean, they may go a certain direction that you didn't think they were going to go. But Raw, but I mean, the last starts? surprise I got on Monday Night Raw, to your to your point, was probably when Seth Rollins pulled out the, the curb stomp, which was, what, two months ago? Mm-hmm. You know, he hit uh, Finn Balor with the curb stomp, which, well, but the fact that it wasn't, uh, like, advertised at all and everyone was just kind of, like, content with it, okay, it's a dangerous move. He's never going to do it again. And then when he hit it, it was like, whoa. You know, I know it's a brief thing, but, you know, to your point, we're talking January. Yeah, but so. at the same time, that's still something that surprised you. You know what I'm saying? That's that's that's, that's what it's for. It's, I've said forever that wrestling is emotion, and when you can bring emotion out of people, you're gonna, it's, it's going to be a better product. If you're sitting there watching it and you're waiting for this segment to be over because you're hoping the next segment's better, <laughs> which happens a lot with me when it comes to like certain things. Like I tried to sit and watch Impact maybe like, I want to say it was a good three or four weeks ago. And Eli Drake was out there, and I think he might even be the, he was the champ at the time, if I'm not mistaken. So it might have been about a month ago. But I just find that guy about as... Oh, he's just awful to me. And not, I mean, all, people, all around or just? All the way around. Because I think he's funny on a mic, but. I don't even like him on the mic. No. And he's just, it, it's like, there's, I've seen that character so many times done so much better by so many different people. And I can cite references if people want to ask questions, say, hey, man, I'd like to know who you think does the Eli Drake character better. I can do that. I can go back and look. But I just, when I'm watching him, I'm just like, this guy off my fucking TV. That's that's personal opinion. Other people might be like, "Man, I like what Eli Drake's been doing. It's really good." I liked his uh, his his stick. You know, when he he kind of felt like a little old school, where he had like his own talk show, and he had like a laugh track. You know, that was ridiculous. You know, and he had the you know, what was it? Um, what was his catchphrase? He was pressing buttons and all sorts of. Oh yeah, like the '70s shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's like I enjoyed that. You know, to an extent, I don't want it every week. You know, and I don't think he's a champion. I don't think you build a company around him by any means. Well, I mean, I understand rewarding hard work, you know, by like some guys. Um, the the one that comes to mind is like they, you know, Tony Schiavone back in the day. I know everybody knows the story about how Raw was pre-taped, and you know, um, Man- Mankind won the belt, and mm-hmm. Tony Schiavone shit on him on Nitro. Mm-hmm. That was a shitty thing to do, but I mean, 
at that time, I mean, Mankind was was a huge name, but the if I'm not mistaken, you know WB more better than I. Had the Rock and Sock connection even started yet? I don't think it had. had I don't it. think so. And I think that's when he was the biggest. I mean, if you when. Well, he beat The Rock that night for the title, wasn't it? Yeah. yeah. And so yeah, Stone Cold helped him out. I don't think Rock and so- Rock, I think, was still like a the corporate, yeah, he corporate was still guy. Like one of the main heels, but people, you know, loved him to death even then. Yeah. But the a lot of people that surprised me, the WWE guys that remember Mick Foley, they remember for Socko. Like they'll come to his comedian things and like have him, hey man, can you sign the sock or draw a face <laughs> okay. on the sock? They remember for Socko. Yeah. You know they don't remember him for Cactus Jack or for Dude Love or which thank God they don't remember for Dude Love. But you know, they <laughs> don't remember which it's fine. I mean, how many people created that many successful characters besides The Godfather? Successful that successful characters. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, and I would, I'm not entirely sure I call it God. I mean, Godfather is successful, but not, not on that level. Not on that level. Yeah. So he was never the champion. That was one thing that we're like, okay, Maybe intercontinental. Can mankind hold the company and be a champion? And WCW shit on him and said no, but that was a reward for hard work. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? And for striving, and you know, he was the. It was a kind of a, a playoff between Stone Cold and The Rock too. But you know, he had definitely earned his spot to be in that that position. I know I'm talking about shit that's 20 years old, but still, it's relevant today. If you, if I'm getting to my point, I promise. Um, <laughs> You don't see that I'm going to give you this title as a reward for hard work anymore. I mean, you just kind of don't. I mean, I guess kind I of think, is, uh, maybe. Uh, this guy got it for hard work. Um, uh, fucking, what's his name? The modern day Maharaya. Oh, Jinder Mahal? I think Jinder Mahal got it for hard work. You think he got it for just making sure that he, you know, he was doing whatever he was asked and being in the company for that long? I think. I, I, yeah, I think it was that, a combination of, let's see if, like, you know, um, if this experiment will work. But if you listen to a lot of interviews and more than one person has said it, they were like, man, he, he's deserving of it. Like, I think Orton said it, Kane said it, um, fuck, I forgot, somebody else. And it, there was even a story I just read that AJ even asked him if it was okay, or rather AJ was like... Uh, are you sure you want to like? Are you cool with me dropping the belt? Like you dropping the belt to me? So I I think that it has to say something that you know there's a respect there and hard work and, and all that other stuff uh, was attributed to him getting that belt. You know. I oh, he definitely transformed his body. You know what I'm saying? I mean, he looks like two totally different people. If you go back and look at that guy in three like, counts, huh? In three counts. No, no, the three MB? Yeah, same, same fucking thing. It's thing. not the same thing. Yeah, although they're a rap group, same fucking thing. You know, but still. Seven Courageous is not the same thing as Heath Slater, damn it. <laughs> no, 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 no. Heath Slater would be the, the, the Hurricane Helms, and Gregory Sugar Shane Helms. Yeah, yeah, not the same thing. It's close. <laughs> but I like the fact that, that that's, that's, that's the way I think things should be. I think you should be able to, hard work should pay off. I think you should be rewarded for hard work if you do well in the company and you have loyalty. I'm a big person on loyalty. I think loyalty that means something. And the Jinder Mahal thing was loyalty, but I think a lot of well, it also had to do with the Asian expansion of WWE. I don't think he gets that belt without the India project. Uh-uh. Me neither. I really don't. I'm, not, not to say. say it is. Um, and it, that's, I'm not trying to knock Ginger. I know it comes across that way. Um, 
But if you look at his in-ring work, he's not championship material. Mm. He's. St- I don't. I don't. I haven't seen I'm enough. I disagree because. Well, I maybe maybe let me put it this way then. I haven't seen enough improvement from day one to now in his in-ring work to give him championship. You know, because you want to talk about hard work, and I know he's worked on his body. I'm not. Enti- I mean, his move set is still very basic, yeah. which I don't know if that's based on writing or if that's booking. You know, I'm not saying you know heel shouldn't win by heel tactics. I'm not saying that at all. But his finisher is fairly weak. I don't like the the coloss. You know, I, I don't like his striking very much. You know. And there are times where it, he doesn't botch a whole, whole lot, but there he are times... He needs to sell like Shayna Baszler, though, man. Hmm? He needs to learn how to sell like Shayna Baszler. Yeah, is that what it is? Mm-hmm. Okay. That, that's the bar we're that setting? That was not. That was messing <laughs> with Joshua. Joshua loves her selling boy. She knows how to sell her ribs. That's about it. She doesn't know how to sell a kick to the head. <laughs> no. No, she does not. Well, I mean... And, I, and, I, and let, me, let, me, let me just say right now, it's going to get a whole lot worse when Ronda Rousey gets in that fucking ring. Yeah, and I saw her. I saw a clip of her working, and I'm like, Jesus Christ, stiff as a fucking robot. Oh and I'm not talking about when she's striking. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, I mean, they're not putting that in the main event, right? Most, yeah, that so. can't be the main. That event. can't. You're not going to give not, someone yeah, their first not. match at the main it's event. It's going to be the guy who right? gets booed out of the fucking building every fucking year, because that's the running joke. Who gets booed out of the building every year at WrestleMania? Roman. <laughs> This is his fourth mania in a row that he's headlined, or is yeah, it three? Four. Is it four? It's four. It's four. Yeah, and he, yeah, 31, yeah. 32, 33, right? So he's yeah, 32. As much as he gets booed out of the building, they still pay their money to go boo him out of the building. So No, because they pay, they, they announced him as the main event after you, the fucking tickets went on sale. It didn't Get matter even if they would have. It wouldn't even matter if they did. You're going to say WrestleMania is still not going to be almost a sold-out event if they announce him in the main. Well, Guaranteed. Same amount of tickets have been sold. There's just as many Roman Reigns fans out there as there are haters. And the, the main reason that people hate Roman Reigns, it, a lot of the hatred I see towards him, is because they expect him to be something he's not. And I've said that from day one. People expect him to be this, this indie star that knows how to wrestle inside and out. They expect the motherfucker to be The Rock. They expect him to be charismatic because he comes from that family. They expect him to be... Um, I, I, the 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 one thing that is funny is when I see that all the memes still from this day where he had the black tennis shoes on and the, all the what the fuck are those? Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's still funny to me to this day. I do <laughs> like that one. But like I've said it for a long time. I mean, he's a legacy, and to this day, he still has what maybe he's WrestleMania. He's even if he's done four years at the tops, he has six or seven years experience. We can look and see how long Ramones has been in the business. But six, seven years tops, and he's a legacy. I mean, you're a green fucking whore. If you don't have five years in the business, you're fucking green as owl shit. You know what I mean? Just awful fucking goose shit green. So, being the fact that he's gotten this push and they've gave it to him, there's no reason. I mean, people can hate him. People hated on John Cena after a certain point. Don't get me wrong. He was the, the Fruity Pebble American boy for a while. For a long good while. And then after him getting shoved down your throat so long with Randy Orton... People respected his longevity, and then he showed that he could actually get in there and hang with the best in the world. I mean, I'm not saying that he uh, has ever been a star maker. John Cena has never took someone and elevated them solely by wrestling against him. And if somebody disagrees with me, please hit us up on the Back Row Heckler's Facebook page and let me know who John Cena has elevated 
by working a program with him? The the first name that comes to mind is Edge. Yeah, I, I Edge. I would. Edge was a, Edge was the guy. Whatever I'm not sure Edge was the guy. I mean, the Edge won his first championship against Cena after the after the Hell in a Cell when he cashed in his Money in the Bank, the first Money in the Bank winner. Yeah. So I don't. I mean, he was a mid Carter, I think, and then Elton John Cena and he his. Came, Ed, he came in being promoted as the next HBK. Adam Copeland. I don't remember and Val that. came in promoted. Adam Copeland and Val Venus came in at the exact same time. They were Sex and Sexton Hardcastle and something. They had a tag team called Sex and Violence in the Indies, and. He was a. They were coming in, and both of them was heavily touted as being the major superstars of that year coming in. And people were like, Adam Copeland could be the next HBK. He was one of the most sought after guys in the Indies, and a lot of people don't know that because it was that far back. He I don't remember that. Job, I promise. Uh, I'm not. I'm not doubting your your knowledge by any means of indie wrestling. I'm not, that's not yeah. what I'm here to do. No, 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 no. I'm, I know what you're saying. But you're saying that I remember Edge as an level. independent, or excuse me, yes, an in, uh, mid card level. And you know, Cena was at the at the top. At the top. I yes. saw him as a tag wrestler when he first came in because, because he was with the, the Brood, and, and then he back. kind of branched off and did Intercontinental stuff because it was obviously before the U.S. title. He did some inter. He had an Intercontinental run, I believe. And then I remember him cashing in money in the bank at Cena, and his feud with Cena, to your point, was what put him on the next level. Yes, because was he, he rated our superstar then yet, or was that that was that? Yes, he was because uh, I remember him coming out with Lita. Lita was with him, and so he was the rated R superstar at the time. Yeah, because that was after his feud with Matt Hardy and things of that now, nature. The rated R superstar came now. now the, him his tag team with Randy Orton came later. Yes, rated R superstar. Mm-hmm. He actually went back to the tag team scene and won tag team gold. Their right tag team division was dog shit. For a little while there, and uh, there's been many there's been a lot of years of. Yeah, I, I, so. I can partial maybe I can partially agree with that, but as far as I'm saying, his entering work elevated Edge to, to main event. No, status. I don't. I, don't I thought I think his WWE status was elevated. Yes, I agree with that with yes, John yes, Cena. Yes, yes, yes. So, um, but going back to your point, in in ring, I'd have to look back on it. I would too, because back in the day, I, the main problem I ever had with John Cena, I hated him for a long time, was the fact that I watched so many phoned in John Cena Randy Orton matches. Like it seems like they took each other on. I get, I'd like to see, look up and see how many times has John Cena wrestled Randy Orton. Well, I got an internet box in front of me. Let me see if it'll tell me. Things like that. It uh, should. We'll see. To your point back to Roman Reigns, he debuted in 2010 in FCW. So he's it's, been wrestling for 8, eight years. years. 8 years now. Yes. So he's getting to the point of he's a legacy and he's almost a, he's an 8-year vet, which means you know he's not green anymore. Um, which he still has problems on the mic. And I don't know if it's nerves. You know what I think? It, and this is my own personal opinion. Is, yeah. is I believe it's because it is scripted. Because yeah. if you look at, I mean, my perfect example of the scripted promos versus yeah. real life promos, if you look at Kurt Angle, mm-hmm. promo work back in the day, I felt like was so much better than his anything that he has done in the last year. I mean, he stumbles over words week in and week out on Monday Night Raw. Now, maybe he did, and I don't remember. CTE, and I'm most positive it has. Never mind. I'm gonna be quiet. <laughs> to to that point, yeah. may, I mean, maybe it is that. I honestly, I don't know, but I don't remember him having this much trouble cutting a promo. I mean, he stumbles week in and week out as a general manager on Monday Night Raw, and I know he's he's taken a lot more bumps in the last you know few years. Yeah. But. I guess my point is that going back to Roman Reigns is, I mean, he he gets shit on for saying suffering succotash and things of that because it's all written for him. And I think it's harder to recite words rather than to feel words, if that makes any oh, sense. Yeah. If it comes out, if it comes out naturally, it's going to always be better than it is if it comes out 
Yeah, I think when somebody writes it, and it, you have to make it your own. Yeah, you know, and even if it's like bullet points, that's you know, not, I think it's harder than not, rather just been like we want to put, you know. That's not Joshua's hatred. Why do you not like him, Josh? Just the, just the way they're making him just is not fun. It's not entertaining. Like when he was a heel, and he, he like I said, when the man doesn't talk and just goes in the ring and wrestles, it's okay. I mean, he's he's not. It's passable. Polished, it's passable. You know, like, yeah. It's passable. You know, he does his moves, you know, and he was on his way to becoming the next Cena just without not having the char- uh, charisma and the mic skills. Mm-hmm. And, I, you know, you made your point about, like, oh, you know, Cena did this, Cena did that. Yeah, but, you know, there's one thing about Cena that I can't knock is, you know, he has good matches and he can, you know, work the crowd, you know? He'll oh, get the sure. booze, but he'll also get laughter and he'll get people, like, to react. The only reaction you get from a Roman Reigns, you know, presence is boo, you know? There's a thing, like, when the fucking guy he's up against, like, you, you want to say, like, oh, Cena, who does Cena elevate? Well, Roman Reigns elevated fucking uh, Braun Strowman to the fucking stratosphere, oh, yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah, he sure so, did. So, you know, it, it's just those things. Like, when he was in the Shield, it was fine. Like, he, he didn't talk. He was just going and spearing people. I didn't have a problem with that. But like then the once they wanted to make him the fucking the poster boy, it was like, oh, I got to jerk my fist. I got to hit the ground like I'm a fucking superhero and do the Superman punch. And it's just like, eh, like, you're not, come on. Like, it didn't work. You know, this is the fourth time the experiment failed. Move on. Let's, let's go on to somebody else. Like, out of all three of them, he's the weakest of the shield. Fucking Ambrose and Rollins are like on another floor, and he's still on the basement, in my opinion. Oh, yeah. I've, agre- I thought, I've said that since day one. But at the same time, I think that he does get a, he's gotten a hard rap from the critics for, because you have to figure he's done four WrestleManias, so that means at four years in, when he was still a greenhorn, he's main event, main eventing. WrestleMania, before he's five years in, you know, and so. put out the fucking building, like, it's just, <laughs> it, like you said, like, hard work pays off, and I, I, I agree, but there's just so, if fucking Zack Ryder can't get a, a good push where he's, you know, on TV for like two months straight and having a, a, an important storyline because he deserves it because of his, star, his hard work, then Roman Reigns, you failed. You didn't, you know, like, I understand that the guy Vince wants to push, mm-hmm. but it just doesn't work anymore. And it's See, like, but I think he on. tried to push Zack Ryder. He gave Zack Ryder his moment in the sun, you know, he gave him, didn't he give him his WrestleMania moment? Yeah. Fuck a, fuck a WrestleMania moment. He got kicked in the balls by Eve Toros on WrestleMania. I mean, does that count as a moment? What did he? He won the belt in one of his hometowns. He won, he won the U.S. title in in Long Island. Okay. But it wasn't like a it wasn't a pay per view. I don't think. Oh, uh, okay. I'm sorry. I thought that was like a. Or maybe it might have been a pay per him versus Ziggler or something because yeah, I know they work yeah, well it was together. Him versus Ziggs at uh, like a fucking like capital punishment or something. I don't fucking know, but yeah. still. You know? <laughs> but how much hot ass has he got, man? He should be like giving them money. I don't know. That the other one he got now ain't hot to me. I, mean, I don't you know. know. I don't know. I know there's like three or four. He ran through some divas. 315 total matches involving John Cena and Randy Orton together against one another on the same team. Six mans, Royal Rumbles, Elimination Chambers. This counts house shows, television, pay-per-view, and in this case, OVW where the prototype and Orton fought a few times in 2002 and in HWA. Heartland Wrestling Association, where the prototype faced Orton at the fourth annual Brian Brian Pillman Memorial Show. The very first match featuring Cena and Orton on the main WWE roster was on September 7th, 2002. 
Good grief. 315 that's a rivalry, times? If I, so, you know, that's funny. You say 315. Fucking, uh, when I was a fucking kid, uh, in my early fucking teens, Rey Mysterio and Psychosis wrestled each other a, a total number of, like, 400 times. And I yes. was like, so, like, it's a rivalry. Like, that's not bad. I don't, I'm not against that. Oh, I'm not I mean, either. I'm just saying, though, but when you're a dedicated wrestling fan, like I was at that time, the uh, from the, say, I'd say 2003 to 2005, like, that was what you saw on Monday Night Raw, and then they headlined so many pay-per-views together. I mean, it was just like, I, if I see Randy Orton versus John Cena again, I'm going to fucking puke. I no, mean, well, it was you know, really bad. Like, you go, you, but that was the main rivalry that they had. There was nothing else going. Like, oh, I understand, no, but even to this day, like, I can understand working programs, too, where you work a program and, you know, you have a... You feed into other things, like <laughs> say you work a mixed tag, and you know, uh, or make them be partners, and then you have like the the uh, the strap match, and then you have a, a match where Kendall sticks are legal, then you have a tables match. I understand working programs and working being married to somebody uh, or so. The you know, it's, I I try not to be too. I, I found out that we got some kids that listen to the podcast, which I wish they. I hope parents do have parental. Uh, we're not that bad. Um, a little bit, yeah, but oh no, last last podcast was like piss. And well, that, that's gonna happen on one true three. Games. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was a fun one true three. You so had I fun, Josh. You, I hate that fucking game. Yeah, I know you did. Out, we, the whole time we were talking about it, it was like Joshua loves this game. I'm, he's so mad he ain't here. <laughs> nah, man. But when you're here, we I think there's gonna be like four games. I, I have one that I'm working on, and it's kind of like the name that tune. And it's going to be like I can name that wrestler in so many clues. So do we get one hint first, and then we have to build? You're going to get everybody that, that's playing. Like you're going to go heads up against that person, mm-hmm. and both of you get a freebie. Okay, you get a freebie to make it easy. You know what I'm saying? To make it easier, like you can say, is it male or female, or is it WWE mm-hmm. or whatever? And you be like, I can name that wrestler in so many clues, and it could involve like titles and things like that. But I, be, be, but do your homework because I'm going to go back to like from the day you were born. Oh, good. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I'm not going to go back to my uh, 1960 Sputnik Moreau shit on you guys. Who? Yeah, exactly. I'm not going to do that because that's not fair to you. You know what I'm saying? That's not fair. That's just me being a dick and going, hey, guess what? I know about wrestling from the 50s. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> that's, I'm not going to do that. It'll be stuff from, from that you can remember. Now, don't get me wrong. Some of it may have indie flair to it, you know? Sure. But it'll all have relevance to where you should be able to... Within a few clues, be like, okay, okay, I think I know who this is. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm down for and it. I'll keep it in, you know, I'll keep it in the realm of TNA, Ring of Honor, WCW, ECW, WWE. I'll do that. That's I think that's fair, don't you, Josh? That seems all right. That seems fair. You know, if I'm sitting there going, oh man, this guy wrestled for Juggalo Championship Wrestling in 2006. He was the champion of Juggalo Championship yeah. Wrestling. Like, I'm like, nope, fuck, I don't even know who the fuck Juggalo Championship Wrestling is. But yeah, that, it'd be that. I know Hyde's worked for them. That's about it. Yeah, yeah. Kung Fu Kong too. <laughs> oh, has he? Yeah, I had no idea. Yeah. Yeah. I bet he fits right in. <laughs> yeah. it was, it's fantastic, man. He just uh, him and Abyss supposedly just had a real good match on like a uh, Monsters Ball match or something. Or they have one coming up on on Impact. Oh, really? Yeah, I heard Jimmy Jacobs has been on Impact like managing him and stuff. So mm-hmm. that's cool. I got to see Jimmy Jacobs again um, last Tuesday. It was kind of cool because. Uh, at the Out of Being Mid-South show that I went and did commentary for for Powerbomb.tv. Um, Cole Ryder came out, who's been on the show a couple times, friend of the podcast, and, and you know said he wanted the title match. 
And his tag team partner, Sage Phillips, came out and said, no, I want a match. And Mance Warner came out and said, you know, you guys fight for it. And so they had a, you know, a pretty good about 12-minute opener, man, just basically beating the hell out of each other. And it was crazy, too, because if you've ever seen a broken blood vessel, like from somebody getting chopped, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? They were smacking each other so hard in the neck and face that Sage Phillips had, like, three broken blood vessels in his neck. It was gross looking, man. I was like, oh, my God. But um, Cole Radrick won, and he was able to take on Mance, and they went, like, 25 minutes in the main event. You can check it out on our sponsor, Powerbomb.tv. Yeah. Where you use the code HECKLERS and get 20, not 10, 20 days free, and it is $10 a month. I got corrected. I said nine ninety nine last time. Like the that's the other guys. Yeah, that's the WWE guys. But yeah, it's ten dollars a month. No nine ninety nine bullshit. I was told it is ten even. Yes, you don't have to worry about pennies and and cents and things. There you go. And put that code. Yeah, put that code hecklers in force. And you get almost three weeks. I mean, you know how much wrestling you can watch in three weeks. Oh yeah, and there's like over eighty promotions, and there's always live streams going on almost every weekend, and sometimes during the week too. So just check it all out and make sure. Uh, they have a beta for Roku, and I think that if I'm not mistaken, that I know that they're on. Um, they're working on or getting on Apple TV Plus. That I'm not. Popular. Yeah, I don't think they're there yet. Yes, I think that's coming. But definitely check it out. It's a uh, like I said, it's it's worth it, man. If you're a wrestling fan, and especially if you're an indie wrestling fan, and you like to see the guys that want to keep up with guys that are going to be in WWE, check them out. Mm. And, uh, <laughs> but anyway, back to the. I could put that plug right in the middle. Right in the so, middle. Boom. Where, where it just belongs, man. Mm-hmm. Where it belongs. <laughs> so, the main event comes in. You know, Cole Ryder can have a 25-minute main event, and Mance Warner is able to retain the belt. After Cole, like, really stops him two or three times on his normal finishers, like, Mance goes to do the plancha, but then he steps to the ropes, puts his ass on the ring apron, comes out and gets him with the eye poke. Oh, no. Yeah, that's his, like, <laughs> one of his go-to moves. He loves so he the eye poke. Cole put the hands up like three stooges and shit. Oh, nice. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? I like like little shit like that where guys are scouting each other and they block moves, you know, kind of like the Osprey (laughs) shit at the beginning of Osprey and Ricochet, but on a different level. Those (laughs) motherfuckers are insane. Um, A little bit different level. Yeah, a little different level. (laughs) Blocking an eye poke and two guys for five minutes countering each other, flipping moves, you know what I'm saying? And that interests me. People shit on that all the time. I love watching that shit. The flips? Oh, man. I'm a, I love the trapeze artists at the circus. So, I mean, why would I love that? It's the same kind of thing to me. It's all <laughs> entertainment, man. It, it's, it's whatever you like. But afterwards, Jimmy Jacobs come out, who never lost the IWM Mid-South World title. He, he was stripped of it because he couldn't compete. Comes out with a spike and leaves Mance in like a puddle of his own blood. It was, it was absolutely foul. Gross. Yeah. But uh, Jimmy Jacobs uh, took over on commentary for the first half of the Powerbomb show. It made me happy. Mm-hmm. So it was a good thing. Oh, that must have been fun. Uh-huh. What'd you say? I said that must have been fun. Oh, well, no. He, he come out and took over for, for commentary. And I've, I've commented with Jacobs before. I bailed. <laughs> I said, you man who I got this? I'm going to go eat. <laughs> <laughs> I got to sit with Bobby P. and Tanya for a while and watch and enjoy the show. But I did get to do commentary with uh, Sugar Duckington later. I know how. Joshua's favorite. Yeah, he loves Sugar, Sugar <laughs> Duckington. <laughs> Why don't you like Sugar D, man? It's just like, I don't, what, what was it? I went to the, uh... TPI 2015 and saw him against Sean Mercer. Yeah, and I was just like, okay, God. I mean, he was funny in Chicago. I don't even think he was that funny in Chicago. So you don't like the gimmick? I just, like, like, the only time I really enjoyed him was when, uh, he had, he was a part of this, uh, faction, 
his heel fraction and Chikara, and like they made him like the like they just made him do shit, and he 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 was funny. But like his in ring and just the way he is, I just uh, I just don't like him. Like I I remember just going, can this match be fucking over already? Like I don't see him as a wrestler. Like, I feel like he's a manager who, who's wrestling. If that makes any sense. Oh yeah, I understand. But uh, I'm gonna be on the opposite of the spectrum. I've seen him in the Candido Cup teaming with Mylon Reed, where they went through against like the Ugly Ducklings and three or four other teams and stuff. And I mean, they they I think they made it almost to the finals with. A, I'm, I like maybe in a tag match like if he's a like for me it's just like he has to be around somebody like and I can see him in Myron Reed because Myron Reed is really fucking good yeah. like I can see where it makes sense but like him by himself as a singles competitor I'm just like uh, next match like I'm sorry like it's just me like I've always felt that way like I don't know why but mm-hmm. then, yeah at that TPI I was just like oh god this is horrible I even just, told him, I was like, oh man, I was so, I, la- I laughed at your promos when you were in Chikara. Yeah. I didn't, I, I didn't enjoy anything else about him. So. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's, it, it was, uh, that, that match there didn't click for a lot of people, but I've seen Sugar D in a lot, I mean, a lot of wrestling matches, a lot of one-on-one matches, and I can honestly say that guy can do anything. Is he yeah. from here? Because I know he wrestles a lot around here. He wrestles a lot around here. I want to say, dude, sometimes he drives like eight hours to get here. Oh, really? He I think he may have moved a little bit closer, I don't know. Um, there's been an influx of guys, believe it or not, because uh, the Chris brothers and Sammy Callahan both live in Dayton, Ohio. It's like so, five hours away? No, Dayton's like uh, two and a half. Oh, that's it? Okay. Minutes. It's not bad. That's where Rockstar is. I've been there mm-hmm. quite a few times. But um, there's an influx. It's funny you mentioned a side note. Uh, fucking Callahan, you know, uh, with the incident with Eddie Edwards, mm-hmm. he has shirts out, and one of them is like the Dayton. Dayton, Ohio, Slugger, or something like that. <laughs> That's awesome, man. Hey, if you're going to make money off of it, might as well, right? Oh, why not, right. man? You need to take advantage of that stuff when you can. Because you know what? There's something else will happen in the next month, and that'll be nobody will think about that anymore. Mm-hmm. You know? Um, like uh, MJF from up in the East Coast and, uh, and AC Romero, both from CZW, they both came down. And I think they're both located in Dayton now. And then... Um, of course, Ace Austin, Myron Reed. Um, there's so many people in the in the, in the Chris household. Um, Trey Miguel, Zachary Wentz, and Desmond Xavier both were there, but I think Des has moved. And Zach went on a tour of, I want to say like Thailand or oh, dope. Dragon Gate. Dragon Gate for Dragon Gate USA, right? Yeah, no, uh, Dragon Gate in Japan, Dragon Gate. Yes, and Zachary. Him and, uh, him and Desmond, Zachary and Desmond both teamed, and they had a really good run. Yeah, I mean, that, that's what the, I like Zach a lot. He's a good dude, and he's probably one of the, uh, he came the longest, the quickest. Yeah. Out of those guys that, that, that from then. I remember seeing him in a merge, like, 2016. I was like, he's gonna be good, man. He's just, you know, he was just he's green. You know, he's wild. I mean, like, like he's like wild, of, wild. Like some of his flips and stuff. Mm-hmm. He's almost like, damn, that shit's almost reckless. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? Which you they kind of stole the show at PWG on Friday, from what I was reading. That's too. what I heard too. Yeah. When was PWG this Friday? Yes. Oh, yeah. At a new venue. Ah. Was what? It really? Does it hold yeah, more they people? Went, they went to a new air, uh, venue called the Globe Theater. It looked really good. They had a Titantron as well. What? They're spending so, money? Yeah. There's, no, what happened was, uh, with the, oh, 
It was the uh, PayPal malfunction again and sold way more tickets than it was supposed to. Oh. So rather than say, hey, you know, because this is not the first time it happened. The first yeah, time it, it happened, happened to you. They were like, no, it didn't happen to me. I just remember the first time it happened, they were like, well, we'll give you refunds or we guarantee you a front row ticket for the next show. Uh, I guess they didn't want to do it this time, so they decided to honor the people that purchased those uh, non-existent tickets at the new venue, and it, it worked out. I mean, I heard a lot of good... I heard a lot of positive things. Mm. Uh, the best one was Zach Sabre mm. Jr. saying, I'm never fucking going back to Reseda ever again. <laughs> uh, so, so, I don't know if this is the new venue. I'm waiting. Uh, honestly, I would like it to still be at Reseda, because it's like right across the street from the, the hotel I stay at. So, we shall see. Joshua is a creature of habit. Mm. I, I am. Just- Oh, is that a place he likes to eat there? No, it's just a convenience spot. Oh, like where the where the hall is. Yeah, I mean you can literally. It's around the corner. The oh. the hotel and the and the <laughs> venue is right. You don't have to. You're not going to do anything all day, especially at, at like Bola, where you have to wait twelve fucking hours to get into the door. Mm-hmm. You know, but if you're right next to the hotel, you can literally just wake up and go and like just sit with a beach towel and just or a beach chair and hang out. Yeah. Where is the new? It's not in Reseda. I didn't no, see, it's in downtown LA. Um, I didn't see anything the on this. Theater. I apologize. So okay. I'm I'm looking. For, I'm, I want to see uh, where if this is gonna lead anywhere. Because the one complaint was at least at least the Legion Hall serves cold beer. Apparently, this place had warm beer. Yeah. Oh, people complaint. will be mad about warm beer. Oh, there's yeah. So, and then, uh, That's fine, I got uh, more. It was just, just, like, the regulars, all the regulars went, and it was funny, because somebody was like, oh, we're at the new spot, and the guy who always sits front row falls asleep is already asleep. I <laughs> <laughs> he buys a front row ticket so he can take a nap. No, he buys a front row ticket and gets shit-faced and passes out. That's, oh, that's, okay, that's, that's a different Oh, it's not a nap. It, it'd be really hard to fall asleep on your own. And <laughs> that dude literally comes shit-faced drunk to every PWG, and I just... <laughs> met him at the PWG uh, that I went to in 2017. So, Jesus Christ. I can just imagine how many more times that guy's been drunk prior to that. <laughs> he was probably passed out drunk at the bowlers we went to, man. He probably was, but I'm not watching other people while I'm there, man. Oh, nah, yeah. me neither. Oh, I can't help it. Except if I know someone who's, like, I was watching Lisa Marie uh, Vaughn, mm. or Baron. Vichon, you know, yeah. yeah. Not Vachon, yeah. I know what you're talking about. Victoria. I'm watching her react because you, you want to see how other people are going to react sometimes to certain spots. And then when you see, like, a professional wrestler reacting the way that she did, it was a little fascinating. That's cool, though. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we was at uh, Project Pro Wrestling had a, had a show Friday night. Yeah, let's go over that. And um, You want to go over the card? or No, nah, we'll be all right. Um, it's fine. You sure? Yeah, I'm absolutely positive. We don't need to go over the card. Okay. If people that wanted to see it was there, um, I'll thank the sponsors real quick. Star Tech. Mm-hmm. Uh, Chad's an idiot. Dot uh, com. And the Road Home from Wrestling podcast. They're the sponsors of Project Pro Wrestling. And then um, also there is uh, there's a, one excellent match that I do want to talk about. Gary J versus Reed Billy. They beat the living shit out of each other. On paper, that sounds like they would beat the shit out of each yeah, other. They, the they delivered? Oh, yeah. Joe Gacy and uh, John Wayne Murdoch was the main event. It was, it was a really, really good slam-bang match. And then one of the wrestlers who was there, I'm not going to mention his name, just you know, because that's we don't do that here on, on on the podcast. But after his match, he came and sit back by in the arena. They have this fucking big ass pin uh, punching machine now. 
where the ball drops down, oh, you hit it, okay. gives you a record, you know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? We parked right in front of there. He was probably, without passing out, so drunk. <laughs> and the thing was, people would be like, hey, can I use the, 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 the punching bag thing? And he's like, just do it already, man. Yikes. <laughs> and they would put it in, and he put it in, and they, they would punch it. And they'd be like, yes, 860. And he'd be like, who cares? Whoop-de-doo. <laughs> oh the, the funny thing is, like, the ball dropped, and he was literally eight inches from the punching bag, his head. And he never moved. So if you miss. No, no, yeah. If you missed, you could have clocked him. And he never moved. They was like, having a punch sideways. And I'm, like, ten feet away at the commentary table. And I'm fucking dying. <laughs> I'm just dying at this guy. Uh, uh, so only one wrestler was drunk at the show? Oh, I'm sure there's probably more. But, this but there guy, was one that was visibly drunk at the show. This guy. Visibly drunk? Like noticeably drunk? Like I, slurring I words, didn't... couldn't stand up, asking bystanders crazy shit. Like, <laughs> okay, crazy. Then, yeah, this was, I was told about this by someone else. So, oh, you uh, was? So, yeah. Okay, oh, yeah, I was yeah. Of oh, the... my God, the person you told about, I think he asked her to sit on his face. I swear <laughs> to God. <laughs> I swear to God, he, is that it? Okay, yeah, yeah. He asked a passerby girl, and I didn't find out until later after the show, like the next day. Yeah. That he's like, hey. She's like, yeah, how you doing? And, you know, because she's a wrestler. High, high five. five. Yeah. High five. It. Sit on my face. <laughs> not like a, not like a, hey, would you, or hey, do you want to go out, or would you sit on my face? Plan. Nope. That, exactly. He's like, I'm not that type of person. <laughs> like, this person I know was like, Shocked and appalled, but at the same time was just laughing because of the <laughs> face they was. And that wasn't the only thing. They're cheering. This guy's cheering for Joe Gacy versus Murdoch in the main event. That just tells you two of the people that aren't there. So there's 40 fucking wrestlers there, so I'm not giving anything away. <laughs> he's cheering for Gacy. Tell me how you really feel. <laughs> yeah, he's cheering for fucking Gacy. So it's funny. He's like, get him, Gacy, get him. And, and then Murdoch pulls out the win, and he goes, Murdoch, poof. And he's not spitting, but he makes that noise like he's spitting. Yeah. And he does it like 40 times in a row. After about 20, my stomach's hurting from laughing. He's like, boom, boom, boom. And it's just, and he's got his arms folded. And it's just so. Are you doing commentary at this point? I'm trying. You're trying. I'm I'm just like, I can see you dying. Like, oh, man. You got to be professional, though. To an extent. To an extent, yes. To an extent. You know, but that 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 was a really funny. That was really funny. But at the same time, I was a little worried, and then I found out that you know he did have a designated driver. Oh, good. Home and everything, and you know, and I talked to the designated driver. I was like, "Hey, man, it's gonna be fine, man." I said, "About fifteen to twenty minutes after you get in the car, he's gonna be out." He's like, "Turn on the music. I don't give a shit." <laughs> but that was pretty funny. Um, and overall, uh, packed house. Good show from Prodigy Pro Wrestling. I saw before you guys even opened the door, front row was sold out. Yeah, we sold out front row. It's awesome. Actually, this is the first time we sold they, they they sold out front row. I say they because I had a very very little minimal involvement with this show just because things going on personally and the team of guys takes care of stuff. So, but um, yeah, that, I think the day of like three or four hours before show started was when they actually called off and, and turned off front row tickets. So that was kind of good. Yeah. The packed house, man. There was probably about 20, 25 people standing in the arena, and they carted in, like, a bunch of chairs. So it was uh, – well, on Facebook, they said it was our – the most sold show we've had so far. That, that's not that's not true. We still had – Well, it's still a good, good amount of people, though. Oh, we did great. I'm not negating that. I'm just saying that we – 
factually incorrect. <laughs> we sold way fake more. news. It was fake news. We sold. Speaking of fake news, the progressive liberal was there. You've probably seen him on the Daily Show, or if any of you watch any of that kind of stuff, I know a lot of people don't, but some people do. And um, he comes out to the shirt with like you know the you know the puppy shirt and the kitten shirt that people wear have a bunch of kittens and puppies on them. He came out to one like that that has Hillary Clinton all over it. Nice. And he is the progressive liberal. And he comes out to be like, and his first thing is like, is he a heel? Daniel something? Oh yeah. In this area? Yeah. <laughs> he comes out and goes, Indiana is a red state. <laughs> his his tights say dump Trump. I mean, you know, it's just sounds like my new favorite wrestler. Oh, dude, the best part of that whole the hey, he took on Shotgun Tony Gunn from OVW and Grindhouse, and uh, the my 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 favorite part of that match besides the little quips that he does the whole time he's there, which are very comical, very good, like uh, is Nathan Future. So the PDKU podcast, good personal friend of mine, and the color commentary guy at Prodigy Pro Wrestling. Is a staunch Republican. I, I don't really want to call him a Republican. He doesn't believe in any party, but he is a Donald Trump fan, and he's. Then you are a Republican. <laughs> well, I don't. Uh, Not really. You don't have to. You, you just say I, I, I just support Trump, but yeah. like, there's a. There's <coughs> I don't know if he's. Yeah. Go ahead. I'm sorry. On, on fucking Twitter and on Facebook, he supports. He's a. I guess he's a liberal. But he supports the shit out of Trump because he doesn't like how the the left has become. So he's like, he's all for Trump. It's weird. That is weird. So, so but every time the guy would make a comment in the ring, Future would have a comment to compare him did. with or commentary. Like he was in the corner and he's beating on Tony Gunn and he's like, well, first off, the progressive liberal wrecked his ass with an NRA flag in the middle of the ring. Stomped on it, you know. Mm-hmm. When it says "Don't tread on me," yeah, he's the, he, you know, he's like, and, you know, and so afterwards, like, it, he's got Tony Gun, Tony Shotgun Gun. Get it? Is the guy he wrestled? Mm-hmm. He's got him in the corner. He's punching him in the face, and he's like, "This guy's definitely a Russian." And, <laughs> and, and, and Nate, the future goes, "Look at him. He's over in the corner colluding." <laughs> I mean, it's just that kind of stuff the whole match. And me and Bobby are just like. Fuck it. You know, let him let it go. It. Let him go. Let him call it. Mm-hmm. So, you know, that's something that's definitely worth watching and listening to. I know we don't put pod, put the, the commentary team over, but that's a case where that fit perfect, man. It's something that's that's okay. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Sure. That's not him going into business for himself. That's him doing the best he can to get that guy's gimmick over. Mm-hmm. And that's what a commentator's job is to do. A commentator's job is not to have, unless you're getting paid enough to pay your motherfucking mortgage, then you should not be doing commentary and having a fucking personality like you're a fucking wrestler. That is the dumbest shit I've ever heard of in my life. And for people to be like, I'm the mad, I'm the mad man from the South. And, da, 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 da. And, and they try to play a heel. You're not Bobby fucking Heenan. Mm-hmm. You're not Gorilla Monsoon. I can understand a little bit of play between the, you know, if you're on TV or something, that's fine. You know? If you're, uh, if you have a, um, if you're a regular, like Jimmy Jacobs coming out, doing commentary. Yeah. If he starts having a little bit of banter back and forth with Manawa, that's okay because that's a wrestler and a commentary guy. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? But they're doing it to get the match over. When you come out to the as a commentary and you're sitting there and every other thing is about your opinion of how this should go on or that should go on, that's not what your fucking job is. And there's quite a few guys in this area that have no idea what it means to be a commentator. You know, and it's frustrating to me to have to sit and watch that shit or listen to it from like a few feet away 
It's almost like I want to bomb it. I just want to. <laughs> I want to walk over and grab the mic. Got another y'all. Grab the mic from him, smack him across the face, so we get off the table. Mm. But um, definitely, yeah, it was definitely a good time. Uh, check out the uh, the the show was was a good time. Um, I'm not gonna talk about the uh, after show. What happened after the show? Just because lots of people want me to on here, it's not my style. If anybody wants to know, feel free to hit me up. We'll talk about it. Um, I invited a couple people that, that was involved in what happened after the show to uh, try to reach out to them and see if they wanted to come on this podcast and talk about it because uh, maybe not this week, maybe not next week, but down the line it will be talked about mm-hmm. on this podcast for sure because it's something that has to be talked about. So, uh, But we'll let it settle it's first. It's not a tease. Yeah, it's not, I'm not trying to tease everybody. I told everybody to listen to this and we had a special guest. I did plan on having a special guest, but um, Core Heads prevailed, and I'll leave that at that, because uh, the guest I wanted to have on here, things would have got really, really, how can I explain this? The face of wrestling in this area would have changed dramatically, and I don't want to do that right now. Okay. I'm going to try to, try to, especially independent wrestling, so I don't want to be the guy that lets his emotions override him all the time, but... So that being said, Joshua, you're oh. going to be in town in two weeks. Not just less for... Less than two weeks. Less than two less weeks. Than two. Oh, he comes on two. Wednesday, yeah. Oh. Um, I know you're going to be here. Your UFC's going to be here in the basement, right? Is that... Are we going... I don't out? know. Like, what's the plan there? I have no idea. What, we, yeah, we'll so, have to talk about that. We'll talk about that off the air. Yeah, he's got he's to run it through the wife. Well, I, I also... <laughs> I don't have cable anymore. Okay. I don't know how I would do that. Run it through there. Oh yeah, we going to the bar. Fuck that. I ain't taking chances on the fire stick. Yeah, that's fine with me. Hooters, Hooters, yeah. Hooters. Okay, <laughs> that's where that's Joshua's fine. vote. Yeah, that's mine too. That's cool <laughs> with me. Fuck it. He's, I forgot. You don't got cable. Uh, no, I, I ain't taking. I'm that glad chance. that you said Hooters. I thought you were going to say B Dubs again, which B Dubs is. Fine. I would like. I, I like B Dubs, but if you, you, we went to the B Dubs last time, so it's only fair that you know you. <laughs> You want to go to Hooters? It's fine by me. I don't care. Yeah. I just I I B Dubs had a great selection of things that I enjoy, but fucking Hooters will too. Hooters. Yeah, my mother in law loves their wings Sorry, better than anywhere else in the world. Your father in law does? My mother in law loves Hooters wings. Hooters wings are her favorite. Man, That's where I'm she wants to go you, for her I like birthday. I like them a lot too. I like them better than B Dubs for sure. Yeah. I like B Dubs. B Dubs has a better selection of beer, food. And I just, I enjoyed it better, but you know what, what's fair is fair. Yeah. I want my good friend Brian to, to enjoy Hooters and UFC, so. Yeah, I'm could. definitely going to enjoy the UFC, and I'm, and as far as right now, this is, uh, I, I plan on being here for Mania. It shouldn't be a problem whatsoever. I'm looking forward to it. The only thing that would keep me from that is if, uh, health reasons, so we'll leave that at that. Okay. Um. But you're coming in for Mania. Uh, we, we, we went over most of the card on Mania, but they've announced some more stuff since then, right? Well, I want to talk about the possibilities of okay. Daniel Bryan. Yes. Because I believe this was the biggest yes. story yes. in wrestling of the past three years. Mm-hmm. For what, probably the biggest story since his retirement. Does anybody think that, that his retirement back in the day was a fucking work? And that this is they've built up to this for three years? Does anyone think that at all? God, no. I don't think so. This you don't think he would sit on the show for three ever. years? I... <sighs> In the world of wrestling, it's possible. <laughs> I mean, nothing's out of the realm. I mean, I know one person who believes that the the Bret Hart angle spitting on Vince McMahon was a work at his at the Survivor Series. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't believe that, but anybody who does believe it is entitled to their opinions. 
Um, as long as you have things to back that up, it's not just because it's wrestling. You know, I don't know if that's a good enough reason for me. Um, do I think Daniel, to, to answer your question, was his retirement a work? I don't think so. Um, I believe him coming out of retirement around WrestleMania might be a work, if that makes sense. Like, there could have been, you know, because I think, he he, was, I think he's been cleared for the last couple of months. And I think that he could have came back, you know, maybe at the Royal Rumble Didn't or something along those lines. Like, to come back and then, like, was it less than a week? He's, like, doing running drop kicks in jeans in the ring or something? Well, he was doing running yeah. drop kicks last Power Tuesday, if that's... Yeah. Apron, too. Ugh, I cringed. What did he do? <laughs> when he took the powerbomb? Oh. Yeah. He I mean, took I'll the... let Matt finish, and then I'll go into, like, what, what the whole thing is with... I'm pretty sure Matt's well versed in it as well too, but you know, you know, just me being me. I don't think him retiring is a work to to, to, to close that. His whole retirement does it take away from his retirement speech and the emotion to an extent? You know, because that was a pretty emotional night. You know, I mean, it, I mean, how how do you how do you say it, it? It takes away from it when he's being told by people that you know are professionals in their field tell him like yeah you can't do this anymore like this this whole situation Uh-oh. weird and that's what i was getting into was you know one minute they told him hey your brain's fucked up uh you know you can't wrestle anymore and then he went and he got a second opinion during that time and the second opinion was like no there's nothing wrong with you you're fine uh but then the doctors for the wwe brought in a third person i believe and the, the third person is like yeah you're fucked up you can't wrestle so now all of a sudden he, he's doing what he's supposed to do. All these years later pass. He sees another doctor, and the doctor's like, you're fine. There was nothing showing any evidence that your brain was fucked up, and you can do this. My big concern is the man had a fucking seizure on live TV during a match. I don't know if you remember that. Do you remember that, Matt? Mm-mm. Okay, well. Was it against, wait, was it against Sheamus? It was Sheamus and Cesaro. I believe Sheamus and Cesaro. Yeah, I think he caught a bro kick too too hard. Yeah, and he had a fucking seizure. I do remember that. Floor. Okay. Yeah. So I'm like, the man's never had a fucking seizure in his life. He has a seizure now during this 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 instance, and you know, I'm being told one thing and then there's another, and I I'm kind of concerned, and I thought, well, if he does come back, he's gonna wrestle the no bump style, but then. Five minutes into him being uh, clear to wrestle, he gets a fucking a power bomb on the apron, and I was like, Ugh. so I don't. <laughs> I want to believe this is true. I want to believe that this man's gonna be able to wrestle. He can do what he's supposed to do, but at the same time, just something's not right here. Like in my, it, there's a side of me that goes, Ugh. I hope WrestleMania doesn't get fucking marred with him like fucking having a another seizure after he takes up a pop up power bomb. Or a kick to the face, or something. I just, I, I really hope this is not gonna turn out to be bad. And I, I really, really hope, you know, like nothing bad happens. I'm repeating myself. Well, I don't want anything bad to happen to Daniel Bryan. I don't want anything bad to happen to any wrestler. I mean, I don't watch wrestling to watch people, you know, get hurt, you know, oh, yeah. and things of that nature. But I, I'm okay with him wrestling because I know Kevin and Sammy are very safe. You know, I feel like this is a very good match for him. I'm assuming it's going to be him and Shane McMahon versus Owens and Zayn at Mania, which I uh, I don't really want to see. But um, unless I Daniel Bryan turns Nakamura. heel, huh? To meet him versus Nakamura. You want Daniel Bryan versus Nakamura? Yeah. That that's the match you want to see. That's the match I want to see. 
Yeah? Have they wrestled before? Oh. I don't know. I didn't know if he... Because I know he's been in Japan, right? Yeah, but this is like before Nakamura. I think they trained together, but I don't think they had a match together. I mean, I sometimes I need to... I don't know my new Japan because I know yeah, yeah, yeah. He, I know like, Daniel Bryan has taken on AJ Styles. They actually mentioned this five times yeah. in America. <laughs> so, but I was watching this thing and they were like, "I don't know if he's ever been to Japan." And what I was watching, so I didn't know if they'd yeah, ever. Daniel Bryan, I think one of the bigger guy, one of the guys that he feuded with a lot was Kenta. Was uh, oh Hideo Itami? Yeah, that was one of Daniel Bryan's big feuds, right? Joshua and right the other, yeah, and the I mean, other he had guy, a lot of other ones uh, too, but that was one of the main. I ones. forgot what the I, I know if classes here, classes would scream at it, but. Uh, it starts with an M, I believe. The big fat Asian guy. Oh, <laughs> Moshimura. Yeah, I think Moshimura, the one that came to Ring of Honor and he was all bloody. Yeah, Danielson yeah was all like bloody. he fucking detached his retina too and shit. Oh, such a, a good match. That's a Ring of Honor match too. You guys should definitely check that out. It's uh, Brian Danielson, American Dragon versus uh, uh, M O R. I'm, I'm not gonna try to butcher this. Like, <laughs> no, it's crazy. Google it. <laughs> he looks like. He looks like Abdul the Butcher and Terry Gordy had a baby, don't he? Yeah. That's exactly who he body, looks like. He's huge. Like the shit he was doing, like, I think he was doing Samoa Joe shit before Samoa Joe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Morshimura, I think it is. Morshimura, but you can look, look it up on Ring of Honor. And I'm thinking, if I'm not mistaken, the, there's a big, gigantic highlight reel that shows, like, half that match on YouTube for free. So, yeah, Takeshi Morishima. There, there you go. go. Morishima. Morishima, Yes. I'm horrible at Japanese names, but yeah, I watched that match in its entirety back in the day, right after it happened. Like, actually, believe it or not, that I got that on a, uh, um, somebody burnt me a, which sounds ridiculous, I'm sorry, uh, I know that's an asshole thing to say, but it happened back in the day. I was uh, working at UPS Logistics, and one of my buddies came in, he's like, man, I got a bunch of matches with blood and shit on it, man. I was like, oh, really, where'd you get them? He's like, does it matter? I was like, no. He goes, let me put them on DVD for you, and I was like, fuck Yeah. <laughs> and I hadn't been following Ring of Honor or anything, and that was one of the first matches. I was like, damn, I remember the American Dragon, Brian Danielson, when he was a skinny kid, just leaving the Texas Wrestling Academy, who, there he was trained by Shawn Michaels and Rudy Boy Gonzalez, by the way, who people always leave out Rudy Boy Gonzalez, but, like, he was the trainer when Shawn Michaels wasn't around. Okay. You know? And that guy never gets the credit he deserves. I mean, the, there's a laundry list of people who that he trained. But, um... And then he went to USWA, which was a the Fed that was here in Louisville, ran at Louisville Gardens. Right towards the very end of that, a young Brian Danielson had a couple of matches here, and then he was he went on to you know bigger and better things, of course. But I mean that was like we're talking early, early career, you know, of him being very, very green in the business and everything else. Um, one of the things about early Ring of Honor that people don't understand is it was um, when Feinstein owned it. Rob Feinstein before went to become the mega conglomerate, I guess you want to say it is now. The whole thing was the battles were with honor, and you shook hands beforehand. I think they still kind of have that, that men, but they don't really stress it as much as they used to. Yeah, because that guy's got like a taint of uh, past. Yeah, and so they shook hands before the match, and if they didn't shake hands before the match, then it was a battle without honor. You know? Uh-oh. It was that kind of gimmick thing. But there were so many good dudes, and like Jay Briscoe and Mark Briscoe, like Mark was too young. So he couldn't even wrestle in some of the states. Oh, really? Yeah, because yeah, he was like 16 years that. old. Yeah, and then the main guys there was Shawn Michaels' cousin. His name is slipping my mind now. But it was uh, he wrestled in TNA for a long time. He was one of the main guys of Paul London. They were two of the main guys there. Oh, man, he was... Uh, Michael Shane was his name in TNA, but he wrestled under another name, too. He was actually really, really good. But they were like the main guys when Ring of Honor very Wait, first isn't time. that the one that he, he did 
did like a he had like a super kick, like he would do the super kick. Yeah, he was actually Shawn Michaels' actual cousin. His name was Michael. Yeah, Shane. I, 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 Matt, damn, you remember him? God, I, you, I know you remember him because he, he was in Ring of Honor, probably. No, he, he was, was in TNA, TNA too. A good, a TNA, and I think he feuded with fucking Frankie Kazarian. Or, yes, sir. Yep. Or fucking um, his wife was his valet. Yes. What was his name? You remember him, Matt? Fuck. He, he was fucking, he had the ponytail. He had a and different I think he name. Made a comment. He had a he he came had, out. Yeah, he had a different he came name besides out Michael Fucking Shane. Tracy Books. Tracy Books was his fucking manager. And I remember you saying, Jesus Christ, can this guy be any more of an HBK knockoff? Exactly. And like, fuck, I remember him too. Yeah. When we first started watching the six sided TNA shit. Yep. Yep. Michael Shane was his. Was Michael his, Shane was his cousin. And what was his right? His real name? name is Matt Bentley? Yes, but what was um, his other name? There you go. That was his. That was at Bentley on fucking TNA. I, re- I remember Best that known for his work by TNA by the ring name Michael Shane, later changed to Maverick Matt Bentley. Maverick Matt Bentley. There you go. You're right. Yep. Absolutely. Him and Paul London, if I'm not mistaken. I don't remember this dude at all. Wait till you see Yeah, face, he was like, they were really hot on yeah. him. Yeah. And I was like, what the fuck? And he, had, he, he would do the super kick as his finisher. Yeah. It was called the Bentley kick or some shit like that. Oh, he tried to be exactly like Shawn Michaels. I mean, he was his legit cousin and everything, but him and Paul London was the guys that was main evented like the very, the very first or very second Ring of Honor show. There was a tag team on there called the Christopher Street Connection. It was absolutely crazy. There were two guys who 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 was Christopher Street is a um, it's a known. <laughs> he wrestled in Japan. It's a gay thing. There we go. I don't care. It's a gay um, thing. Yeah, it's it's like a, a where there's a bunch of gay clubs and stuff. And so these guys would there were two big guys and they would like tongue kiss each other in the ring. Like and kiss each other really fiercely with, and like grope grope each other and stuff and then they would go beat the living shit out of the guys that were wrestling. It was insane. You know what I'm saying? They had that Adrian Adonis kind of uh, Adrian exotic Adrian Adrian eighty oh god exotic oh, wow. Adrian Street kind of gimmick where they were just really strong, really brutal, but they played up you know the emotions. And the Ring of Honor of old man, I mean. It was probably, I want to say, I don't know how many shows in before Punk and Cabana showed up. People were like, oh, well, CM Punk and Colt Cabana, they're the ones that helped put it on the map. I'm like, yeah, but man, there was a lot of guys already there doing a lot of good things. Like Xavier, I want to say, was the first ever Ring of Honor World Champ. I may be wrong on that. It might have been that Michael Shane guy. Well, Michael Shane was... I don't think he was a Ring of Honor No. Champ. Okay. He, was, he had a match of the year with... Uh, Paul London when he hit a shooting star off the top of a ladder. Yes. Um, in Ring of Honor? Yeah, and he was yeah. part of the group, which is the name of the group, and Ring of Honor was Samoa Joe and C.W. Anderson. Yep. Uh, but they had to disband after losing to The Prophecy yep. in 2003. See, that's how long I'm t- I feel bad. I'm sorry, talking about something. Yeah, he briefly ago. worked in ECW and on the fu- to the final show promotion. Then he returned to Japan where he was under a mask as the Omega Verifian. Verifian. Easy for me to say. Any relation to Kenny? Nah, not that one. He actually won the uh, the first ever Ultimate X match in TNA. Yep. Won in the yeah, X. That was like they fucking they were saying. I remember because Don West, God love God, God fucking love Don West. <laughs> God bless him. Fucking, he would just go rabbit like the ones Don. I guess the ones that the company wanted, you know, to push. Don West was just so fucking high on. And it was AJ Styles, and it was this fucking kid. Yeah. And it was just so fucking, it's just so out of place. And he would and start screaming, see, like, wouldn't he? Tracy yeah. Brooks and him, it just did not work because they did not like each other. Like the chemistry wasn't there. 
Yeah. He would scream too, man. He would Don Don West would scream at the top of his lungs. <laughs> I remember watching him my Charlie Thomas and Nathan Future when they were teenagers would watch stay up late and watch the the baseball card show that he used to run. Oh yeah? Yeah, Don West and there's a guy named Eddie. Was it Lewis. the QVC show or the Yeah, show? it was like QVC. And he was like forty seven boxes of Tops cards if you call right now <laughs> You know? And he was like, It's insane And so they would do spoof videos of him. No kidding. Before he, Don West was ever a wrestling ring announcer, it was fucking hilarious. The QVC guy. Yeah. Uh, I don't think I it was QVC. Christian, it was like, more like his a, ass one time. It was fucking hilarious. Oh, he's yeah. I remember somebody said something to him one time about go sell some more knives on TV. <laughs> and he no, was like, he was like, uh, he he came out and he was like, because it was him and Mike. Is it Mike Tanay? Yeah. yeah. Is, is that the name? He was like, Mike Tanay, where'd you get your fucking degree? A box of cocoa puffs? And what are you doing here, Wes? Go back to hawking shit on the QVC, and I was just fucking dying. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah, it was crazy. So who do you want to see Danny Bryan against? Sorry for the ROH sidetrack. No, it's cool. Um, immediate, like in the near future. Yeah. Uh, who Randy Orton. Huh? Randy Orton. Randy you Orton. know. Um, I mean, it might be kind of cool to see him in the in the title picture, and like you know, he gets the winner of Styles and Nakamura. You know, I would like to see him fight Styles. I don't, you know, want, I, think, I don't really want to see a three-way with him. I think that might be No, good. I can see him like taking on like the winner, though. Like him and Styles for a number one contender. You know, if Nakamura wins this. Because I think Nakamura's going to win at Mania. Yeah, how, hey. about, how about him and AJ Styles and Samoa Joe? Would you like to see that? I would like to see it. Uh, unfortunately, Joe is hurt, and he actually might miss Mania. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and now I don't know. I saw that the pay-per-views are coming back together, but I think they're still keeping the brand split for the time being with Joe being on Raw and... Everyone else being on SmackDown right now. I don't know if it'll be possible gotcha. in the near future. The one match I do want to see, but it probably won't happen for a while, is uh, him and Roddy Strong, I think, would have a good match. Oh, yeah. I don't know if Roddy's going to come up to 205 or if he's going to go to a main roster because that's kind of where the NXT smaller guys are going. Yeah. Um, and I would like to see him go against Pete Dunne, who obviously I don't think they've ever had a match because I think Pete Dunne was like 19 when he retired. Mm-hmm. When Daniel yeah. Bryan retired, so him and Pete Dunne, I think, would have a lot of good. I think, would be a really good match. Is he pushing twenty two or twenty four? I think he's pushing twenty four, but I'm not positive. I'd have to. Yeah, yeah, because Pete Dunne was here for uh, Evolution Pro Wrestling in like 2013. Yeah, but he's. I mean, he's a 12 year veteran, but he's 23 years old or something like that. <laughs> and he started wrestling. It's like so. Wrestling. Yeah, I mean, they start young in England. Fucking Will Osprey's 24, and I was like, God damn. Yeah. That man was like 19 or. Yeah, he was 19 or fucking 18. At yeah, you got to figure, though, that guy had a ring in his backyard him. at 12. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I mean, there's a kid like Corey Strong. The reason I ask you about Samoa He's born Joe. in 93, so that makes him 25. 25, yeah. Or he'll be 25 in November. Yeah, the reason I ask you about Samoa Joe, AJ Styles, and Daniel Bryan is because, or Bryan Anderson, is because 14 years ago, that was the main event of something. You know what was the main event of? Something in Ring of Honor. No, it's actually <laughs> something, a card that by some people, it's a lot of smart people, I'm not saying it just because I'm an IWA mark, a lot of people uh, say TPI, that the TPI bro. 2004 was the greatest wrestling show ever put on, including WrestleManias and everything else. They say it was the greatest one. That was the main event of that card. Oh, yeah. So Can Ojo versus AJ Styles. Huh? I'll get Powerbomb TV and I'll watch this event. Did you watch that match? No, I'm just saying I'll get Powerbomb TV for $10 and watch that event if it's on Powerbomb TV. Yeah, I don't know if 2000, TPI 2004 is on there or not, but I know that it was like 
two nights, and it's like a huge hue of, of guys that came through the Indies. Like, you know, Sheamus is on there. All the indie guys that you could think of, Owens, Generico, Steen, all those guys are on there. Did you say Sheamus? No, I said not Sheamus. I said not oh. Sheamus. I said, I may have said Sheamus. No, no, I said Cesaro. I'm sorry. Did you catch that? Uh, I like calling her Sheamus. She is they, fucking flying guys over from Ireland. Like, hey, you want to get this guy named Sheamus? Fucking bring him. No, no, Cesaro was on there when he was Claudio Castagnoli or whatever. I think he actually oh, came that, from that Swiss. Oh, that Castagnoli guy? Oh, yeah, he's pretty fucking good. Yeah, he's all right. Yeah, but dude, he had hair back then. He looked really weird. Had a ponytail. Yeah, he looked really, really weird. But if you look at the question, did, did um, uh, Drake Younger, he won a TPI? Yes. Yes. I know okay, this because so, I'm doing notes for my... Uh, he's a triple crown winner, yeah. I'm doing a... Oh, the, okay, so, what's it called? The uh, the Name That Tune, and there's a hint. There's an IWA hint in there, and I'm looking up some IWA guys that have worked for WWE, and I was like, oh, this dude lost okay. to Drake. Mm-hmm. So yeah. basically, that was the one where he had told Castagnoli to make sure he, he gets the pin without him knowing it. That, that okay. Yeah, he. Uh, but I, I know that he won, he's won a TPI. I know that he de- he won a King of the Death matches in 2011. Um, the crazy stuff that people talk about though, you, you, they never really show the stuff from IWM Mid South. Like when they was talking, they did the article about him being the hardcore referee and everything. A lot of that was the CZW stuff he did. You have to figure he was CZW World Heavyweight Champion for a while. Yeah. yeah. Drake's good. And he'll never wrestle again, huh? I mean, I think he might eventually down the road. He's still a young man. I mean, I don't think he's even. Well, he just took the job that was better suited for him because that, that's what happened. I think he he, uh, he, uh, he worked out for them and they were like, we would like to use you as a referee. And he was like, fuck it. He didn't want to work at a hotel no more. Yeah. You know? I mean, he, he's, I mean, he he was able to move his family to Florida, and he's able to travel the world on somebody else's dime and live his dream. You know what I'm saying? And so, mm-hmm. the crazy thing is, NXT's been in Louisville twice, and both times they were here. As soon as the show's over, you know, you're hanging around, taking pictures with your friends, going, "Oh, that was cool. This is cool." And both times, the first guy out to help take the ring, start taking the ring down, mm-hmm. was Drake Younger. Both times. And I thought, man, did they make the referees take the ring down or whatever? And then I found out later on that, like, if they do go out there and help, it's like a bonus that type situation. And I'm like, shit, I'd be the first one out there, too. Maybe <laughs> extra to go out there and unloosen some turnbuckles. Hell yeah. You know what I'm saying? Why not? That was those really cool. And plus, out, of, out of those extras' hands, like, fuck that, dude. Yeah, plus, <laughs> well, I mean, I know he probably, he's when it comes to this area, he wrestled in this area so much that... He probably wants to head out there and wave to some people, you know what I'm saying, and take a few pictures or whatever. It's fine. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, he's a, he was a... I'm looking at his championships and accomplishments, and the list is really, really impressive. Oh, yeah, for real. He had a, um, I think had he not got signed, he would have been PWG champion. You think so? he was so hot. Yeah, he was getting really... He was beating, like, a bunch of fucking people. His debut I, against B-Boy was insane, because people hate... Yeah. It wasn't big on B-Boy at all, and then, like... He came in with him. B-Boy had a match, and they was going crazy. The, cra- yeah. the crazy thing is, Drake Younger debuted before Sammy Callahan did in PWG. Yeah, yeah Sammy didn't yeah. come in until a long time after. And now no, Sammy's- no, no, P- uh, no, 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 uh, Drake after. I remember because Sam- Sammy Callahan came in, I believe, yeah, I actually know. right before <laughs> Adam Cole came in with this guy, and uh, Sammy actually did uh, a DDT with uh, Kevin. Uh, well, no, I'm sorry. He DDT'd 
um, with Willie Mack. He was in the tournament, and then after the, they lost, he was like, fuck the tag titles. I came here to fuck up Kevin Steen for the belt, and him and Kevin had a really good match. Yeah, he was he was in um, uh, fucking PWG before Drake. I don't know. I'm going to look this up right now if you guys want to talk for two seconds. It's fine. Uh, the yeah, only reason, I, you're, you're probably right, but I, I, th- I was thinking that Drake was there because I know Drake debuted there around 2000, between 2013 and 14, maybe, maybe 2012. No, because Drake, I would say, yeah, 212, so Sammy probably was there 211. I don't think I so, man. Kevin's I think Sammy was run. after. I, I could be wrong. I mean, it doesn't really Kevin. matter. It's not a big ordeal, but I, I want to find out because well, Wikipedia just, will tell me. I think somewhere. Yeah, you just got to. Callahan out. made his debut in the Southern California-based pro wrestling gorilla on April twenty-first, two thousand twelve. Okay. So, uh, Drake debuted July twenty-first, two thousand twelve. So Drake came first. Drake came first. No, Callahan came first by two months. Okay, April. And then oh, June April. Jo- okay, okay. I thought you said Eat September. A dick. You're right, Luigi. Uh, you said I know my PWG. Yeah. Uh, yeah. By, by three I months, do. April, yeah, May, June, was July. Close, though I remember it was close. The same close. year. So yeah. I mean, I don't know how often PWG was running in 2012, but it could literally every, be an event in between. I wonder. Yeah, I wonder if Sammy had a uh, had a. I remember one of the other had. The reason I even mentioned that, I remember one of the other had a hand in getting the other one there. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. Sammy got Drake there, Drake got Sammy there, whatever. You know what I mean? Well, yeah, yeah. That, that was one of the things they groaned about, fucking on the line. They're like, oh, I don't want fucking Callahan's people to be here. Ugh. Because I yeah. think that's how Desmond Xavier and how Wentz got the, the you know, got in there because of the Sammy Callahan pull. Oh, yeah, but I'm telling you, man, I, I, I don't know about how good Wentz. I heard that, you know, I heard positive and negatives about Desmond Xavier. I seen his sad face, you know what I'm saying, thing. Yeah, that's a, <laughs> that was fucking hilarious. But um, I'll tell you what, Zachary Wentz. I think he deserves it, man. He really does. I mean, I don't. No, a lot of a lot of people were high on him. I saw a lot of positive like um, tweets about him. Yes. Um, so hopefully, you know, this is more, you know. Oh, um, he's yeah, he's him. wrestled twice for Project Pro Wrestling, so I'm down for that. And the five way you can find right now on YouTube from a Project Pro Wrestling that includes uh, Zachary Wentz, Ace Perry. Sage Kanan, who is the, I, I gotta say, he's the number one or number two prospect coming out of the Black and uh, Brave Academy, which is Tyler, you know, uh, Seth Rollins Academy in, in mm-hmm. Iowa. And he's uh, the Cajun kid, Sage Kanan. And then, um, I'm trying to think who else was in that five way. It was Myron Reed. No, it wasn't Myron Reed. He was at that time. He was in Mexico. I apologize. It was Ace Perry, Sage Kanan, Trey Miguel, Zachary Wentz. And whoever else I'm leaving out, I'm sorry. It was, like I said, it was Ace Perry. But there was five people in there, and it was absolutely fantastic. I mean, it reminds you of the Ricochet, uh, the Ricochet Osprey exchange, just not quite as, um, how can I explain this? You know, like, have you ever seen at the the end of a PWG match where, like, there's, say it's a six-man tag and every guy's coming in, they're all nailing different stuff. Yeah. It's got all this all this fun, different things going on. All the spots. Oh, yeah. All the crazy spots, all the crazy flips. It was that kind of thing, you know. It was, it was a scramble match done right. You know what I mean? Because all these guys were on point and knew what to do. And I enjoyed the fuck out of it. I really did. And so it was one of the ones that when we were deciding what we wanted to do to try to, you know, make the jump at that time because we were moving a venue's, 
from one place to the other, I, I was like, this is what I want to do. I want to move the venue from here to there, and we're going to put this match up and show people exactly what they're going to be seeing. So it, it, it's on YouTube. You can check it out. Zachary Wentz, Dragon Gate USA, PWG. It's like he's stepping up in the world, man. That's a good thing. I like to see that. The, say that the young guys that came through here, that I get to see somewhere else. I'm gonna go ahead and throw another name out there for you, um, for you deathmatch fans out there and hardcore fans. Um, the big scare Dan O'Hare made his Prodigy Pro Wrestling debut this past weekend. I mean, uh, this past Friday night, he uh, teamed up with Corey Storm to take on the legacy of brutality, Josh Ashcraft, managing, managing Daniel Eads. And Chris Class's favorite young gun around here, Logan James LJ, mm -hmm. from Ohio Valley Wrestling, um, who's been like one of their main guys, man. He's been feeding with Randall Floyd. They had like a cage match at their Saturday Night Special. And uh, and LJ's a good dude. He's a good kid, man. He's coming up really fast to be as young as he is. And um, they had a good match. Uh, the big scare, Dan O'Hare, I think I wanted to see him against maybe like another big guy, I guess more than a tag match, but it was still nice to have him here for Project Pro Wrestling and look forward to maybe having that guy back in the future. Um, what else besides the Daniel Bryan thing did you want to talk about? Was there anything else announced for WrestleMania? I mean, he hasn't um, had a match announced or anything yet, but everybody's assuming it's going to be it's, I'm assuming it's going to be again, against, yeah. Um, I mean, yeah, is I'm, Kevin Owens and, and, the, and Sami Zayn have a match announced yet? Well, originally... Way to pay attention there, uh... Right. Well, <laughs> what are you talking about? Well, originally, the the match that they signed, not this past Tuesday, but the Tuesday before, but before they beat the shit out of Shane McMahon. Yeah. Because uh, K-Fade, Shane McMahon's hurt and won't be back for a while. He's taking a leave of absence. So yeah. Kevin and Sammy beat the shit out of him. Uh, before they did that, they were going to fight each other. That was going to be their match. Fast forward to last Tuesday when Daniel Bryan gets cleared. He's going to make his, his mark and he's going to do everything he does. But he has to do something about the situation with Shane. He fired Owens and Sammy, and that's how they actually went off the air. Mm. You know, they were fired before, and then they beat the shit I out of Daniel Bryan. No, that's fine. So I, that's what I got you for. Kayfabe, uh, they're fired. Okay. Um, so they don't have a match. Um, but I'm assuming you know when if, after you beat up Shane McMahon and Daniel Bryan, they're gonna want to get the retribution at WrestleMania. There's a part of me that feels that there is a chance that Daniel Bryan lays down for the two of them, and they become a heel faction. The three of them. I don't think it's going to work. Um, it, nope. it, I don't know if it would help anybody either. You know, I, I really want to... I, I mean, Kevin Owens and Shane McMahon had a huge match at Hell in a Cell in November. And I feel like I really haven't gotten much of a payoff since then. You know, I, I thought Ken, Kevin Owens beating the shit out of Vince McMahon was a big deal. And that was a really big story for a while. And it's kind of just faded out. And to be honest, it, it's not that it's faded out. It, it's taken away from AJ Styles' championship reign. Because everybody... Feels like it's centering around Shane McMahon, and when Shane McMahon first came back, I was super excited, and I was like, "Hey, Shane's back! I don't need to see him every week." I've come to realize that I'm not a big Shane McMahon fan anymore. Don't like the money, 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 M money, 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 money. I've told that story on the podcast at least a hundred times. I'm not going to tell it again. About, That's fine. About Shane McMahon and the pirate. Mm -hmm. Yeah, where but, he came on, <laughs> the pirate turned around, turned and around, and looked at the, the TV. Video. Yeah, it was hilarious. But I mean, it's just. I've always liked Shane. I always thought that he did stuff he didn't need to do. You know? He does do stuff that he doesn't need to do, but I don't need to see it every week, though. Exactly. And, and I don't think I a that. story should ever... Not ever. Uh, I don't like having a story 
revolve around authority figures rather than their champions and their in-ring talent and things of that nature. That's right. You would much rather have something that, that you... How can I put this without sounding like a fucking complete asshole? Um, you would much rather have a the champion be the focal point of yes. the show. Yes. I, yeah, I totally agree with you. I think I, I come from the old school. I think that the number one good guy versus the number one bad guy, everybody goes home happy. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. That, that's just me personally, but you know. Yeah. So I'm going to try to pull up. Uh, did you know what the name of that show was by any chance that happened Friday night at PWG, Josh? Uh, it was uh, Time. Time is a flat circle. Okay. What is that? Is new. Uh, it's basically a lot of wrestlers have been coming out and saying, "Oh, the Earth is flat." So it's like a. I guess it was a play on that. There's a lot of wrestlers coming out that the Earth is flat. Yeah, uh, indies. Like they're saying, "Oh, the Earth is flat." Is this a gimmick? No, this. I think this is like them being serious. Oh Jesus. Okay, we have. Uh, they, damn, spoilers! New PWG champion, by the way. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, Whoa. Yeah. It says Ray Horace. Oh, Joey Janela was back there. That's cool. Ray Horace. Is Ray Horace? That's not um, Ray Phoenix, right? That is uh, Dragon Azteca from um, Lucha Underground. Okay. And uh, they had Jake Atlas with Eli Everfly versus Douglas James versus Brody King. Douglas yeah, that was a, a four-way. Mm-hmm. Uh, only D- gentleman I know is Brody King. He's really good. Uh, he's a cross between... What was it? Uh, somebody said, my friend Mario said he's a cross between Baron Corbin and Eli Sampson. <laughs> okay. Douglas James, you know too, but you don't know you know him. You remember about two years ago the, the viral video of a guy beating the shit out of about five backyarders in a ring? Like just yeah. running drop kicks in the face and they kept feeding yeah. him the yarders? That was Douglas James. Oh, okay. Cool. That was Douglas James, yes. Jeff Cobb versus Jonah Rock, which Jonah isn't Jonah Rock. That's the guy from Australia, right? Yes, that is correct. He okay. is from Australia. Yeah, he's good, man. He's a is he? he I think he's a pretty big dude. Yeah, he is actually. He's very fucking big. Him and Zach Zabertini had a really good match in Bola. Okay. Uh, I just didn't like the finish, but everything else was fucking on point. Okay. Uh, Bandito and Flamita versus Zachary Winston, Desmond Xavier. Yep, a lot of people like this match a lot. Zachary mm-hmm. was the star in my opinion people were uh, high on bandito as well from what i was reading oh yeah oh bandito's good man people don't give him half enough credit that's the guy bandito and flamita are from triple a right i can't say i don't know i know i've seen flamita wrestle in uh, progress and okay. pwg before. okay i'm pretty sure they're from triple a and they may even play somebody else in lucha underground but i'm not sure don't quote me on that uh-huh. Adam Brooks versus Will Ospreay. Adam Brooks. Australia, another I believe he's an Australian high flyer, if I'm not mistaken. Okay. I think this is his third match in PWG. Yeah, he's a heel though, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. I don't know. I know exactly I who he is. I, it takes me a minute, but yeah, it took me a minute. And then Matt Riddle versus Sabre Jr. And that one went 17 minutes. They said that was a very good match. Uh, I guess these guys are getting their rapport. They, you know, they had to work each other more because they yeah. will be having some matches on uh, Mania Weekend. I know uh, Zach is facing Riddle for the belt for Evolve, and I kind of see them feuding, so I think this will be like a, a good run of matches between oh. them. Speaking of Zach Sabre Jr., did he just win something real big in Japan, too? He won he a thing. He did the New Japan Cup. He's the first English uh, wrestler to win the New Japan Cup. Uh, 
I have to say, heel Zack Sabre Jr. is probably the greatest thing in the world. <laughs> and if you guys are ever bored, go to uh, New Japan's English channel <laughs> and watch some of his promos after he wins matches. They're the greatest. <laughs> yeah, one of my friends, I don't remember who it was, went and asked him, hey man, do you do podcasts? And he looked at him and goes, nah, mate. <laughs> that was me. I know. That's why I said that. <laughs> nah, mate. Uh, uh, it's better when you say it. Go ahead. What did he say when you asked him? He just said, no, I don't, I don't. And I was like, all right. I'll oh, I thought he now. said, nah, mate. Nah, I don't do that. Nah, nah. He's like, I, I, I've met him enough times when I know he wants to talk to people and when he wants to brush people off. And I've, I think I've, he's seen me so many times that he's just like, uh, just, yeah, go away. I mean, he's not doing it to me. <laughs> I just feel like he wants to make money. So, the, you know, oh, uh, any yeah. indie wrestler would tell you, like, I love handshakes, but I love money as well. Mm-hmm. And he's gotten to that point. So I don't blame him. Yep. And Chuck Lee, Chuck Taylor, who is the champion at was uh, at PWG, uh, took some uh, spoiler alert. Took on Keith Lee, and Keith Lee is your new PWG champion. So spoiler alert yep. on that. So you know, if they, there's a little few spoilers on here, uh, just don't listen to this podcast if you want. Don't want PWG <laughs> oh yeah, because you know PWG like fucking takes a month and a half to get you the fucking DVD. So. How do you not get spoilers? Like, oh, I don't. I think it's sometimes it's longer than that, man. Especially like for Bola. I remember Bola went. Y'all didn't get the 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 next ones for Bola for like. It was a while. Yeah, y'all went, <laughs> and then it was like three months later. You're like, I got the Bola. I was like, oh, the one you went to? Okay, cool. But yeah, they said that that was a good match. But it's crazy that Rilla and Saber went longer than Lee and Chuck Taylor. But I heard also that Chuck Taylor was doing really well in Japan also. I, uh, I think he's doing good to to the extent of what Chuck Taylor can do. I'm not saying, like, Chuck Taylor's not a bad wrestler or anything like that. I just feel like no one's ever going to say, well, we're going we're gonna to put him going um, deep in a tournament, you know? Like, that's supposedly, like, how I feel. That's how people feel. I know the people in Reseda, or rather Cal- PWG, are happy he lost because they hated him as champion, which I was like, were you people not crying when he won? See how fucking fickle that fan base is. Yeah. But you know he's he's he said something really funny, and I, I'm gonna say it. he tweeted the success to being good at wrestling is wait till WWE signs all the other guys and other indie promotions have no choice but to sign you, which I think is fucking hilarious. <laughs> so I think like the guy, you know, he's he's getting a good run, and I I'm really happy for him, and I hope I get to see more of him in New Japan. Because they, they, let, they let him do commentary, which I thought was fucking hilarious. Oh, he's so, awesome, man, yeah. And him and fucking Okada as a tag team was funny, too, because, like, once again, they do those those promos backstage after they, the match, and he's like, we're the greatest the greatest tag team of all time. Ichiban, Ichiban, right, Okada? Okada's like, yeah, yeah, Ichiban, Ichiban. I was like... <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, good, good shit for Chuck Taylor. Yeah, to follow up real quick before we get off the air, because it's three, and, you know, we'll sit there and talk for five hours in, like, 15 minutes. Yep. Um, Kevin Owens. And it'll happen next in two weeks when I'm there. Oh, it'll happen. <laughs> the, the recently fired Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn stormed the ring <clears throat> in a WWE Trenton house show to deliver a message to Daniel Bryan on March 24th. So, oh, so that's to, to play up to what you're talking about. I just seen it just came across my news feed that unemployed wrestlers crashed the WWE house show like they're really unemployed. <laughs> and and yeah, well, somebody was like, "Did you see he tweet, he changed it from Fight Owens Fight to Fight Steam Fight?" And I was like, "Okay, and." He ain't fired, so yeah. it's a work. <laughs> it said they left after Rising Sun hit, but this seems like a good way to get Daniel Bryan and Shane to bring them back for a WrestleMania tag match, right? So yeah, it's, you know everybody can see it, that's hopefully what goes on. But 
It's it, tell you what, I, there, we could see a lot worse matches from the E than Shane McMahon and Daniel Bryan versus Owens and Zayn. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah, just don't book Shane McMahon as a superhero. <laughs> oh, I understand that. I 100 percent understand. That. I mean, there. I I I have to disagree because, like, I think you know they were kind of good with the whole like you know Daniel Bryan coming back, and I would have liked him implemented in the world championship match they could have made like sammy versus uh kevin versus shane and like uh, a, a stipulation where shane had to come out on top or, or something like that you yeah know, make make fucking like not even a job thing like oh we'll give you like whoever wins is the man general manager of fucking smackdown or something like that mm-hmm. to make it where fucking kevin and and sammy were gonna go against each other because after the the, the five way or the the scramble match it made it seem like fucking Sammy and Kevin like were gonna fight each other, and I would have liked that. You want to see I them go like they, go against one another again? Yeah, because you can never get tired of their matches, and I feel like a WrestleMania match where you know the lead up could have been a little bit better, but you know give a stipulation where they're gonna have to beat the shit out of each other, and one of them is gonna get something for that win. I could have, I would have enjoyed that because I really was like, you know, damn, if he, if Brian does come back. Fuck, he could go in the main surround. Because he could just go with, like, oh, I. Oh, we cut out on me for a minute there. We can't hear you, Joshua. You're still ticking, though. Yeah, give me a second. Sorry about that. Hello? Okay. Yeah, sorry about that. My controller went out. Um, Yeah, you know, give, give Brian the main title picture and fucking have those three, which is fucking Owens and Zane. And McMahon have like a fucking three way where it's like you throw that little hint in there where Owens and Zane have to fight each other for real. Yeah. It did that at the fucking scramble, so you know, it could have worked. But that's just my two cents. Oh yeah. And the good thing is we're gonna get to see it live and uh, the di- the day before we'll talk about it even more because you know, we're gonna be cutting a special hecklers podcast the day before WrestleMania. Yeah. The actual day Saturday before. edition. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the Saturday edition. Joshua will be live in the studio, the brand new studio for the first time. It, it, Chris Glass is going to yeah, be yeah. there. It's going to be fun, man. I can't wait, Josh. I can't wait either. I'm like, you know, Kentucky loves me, and I love Kentucky right back. Oh, yeah. We, we was talking about you, uh, your, all the loving you get in Kentucky right before uh, you called in. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. I'm going to leave that one alone. Um <laughs> You need to, two in Kentucky and none in New York. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> wow. <laughs> yeah, like I don't sign off on whatever uh, Brian he, says. Uh, he goes, yeah. <laughs> He's like Brian. Spe- that's that's the main thing. What I say is my opinion only. I'm just kidding. <laughs> yeah, the, the views and expressions of Brian Vincent do not do not. Are that not, is a LOL, are, and I'm joking to the people that are listening and are going to call me later and go, "What is that supposed to mean?" I'm joking. Okay. There we go. Yep. It's a joke. Definitely. Don't get that man in trouble. Thank you, man. I've been eating potato chips and drinking soda the whole time I'm here thanks to all the snacks that Matt, young Matthew had sure, left buddy. over. And, uh, yeah, how was that, by the way? How was the housewarming? <laughs> a good time. Yeah. All right. I am so glad that you're going to be here. We're going to have a good time. All the wrestling fans out there, make sure you tune in. I'm going to see, since this is, uh, you're used to having quite a long one from us, so this is Iron 40 Minutes. I'm going to talk to Chris Glass, but we're maybe going to throw an interview on the end of this. And if we do, then it's you know a bonus for you guys. Um, it could be a number of different people, so just tune in. After you hear us go off the air, then you know just stay tuned for a minute, and there's going to be something really special coming up for you. 
right here in just a minute. Joshua, always a pleasure, my friend. Young Matthew, other side of the tracks. Yes, sir. Got a Twitter question for us so we can get out of here? Well, it was going to be, who do you want to see Daniel Bryan face after Mania? But we kind of covered that, that it already. Kinda, that was kind of half of our uh, half of our podcast. What yeah, so. Joshua, do you have a Twitter question for us then? Or just, uh, we'll see you later. No, I got a Twitter question. To all our fans out there, does Roman Reigns get booed out of the building? Or does he finally get cheered? There we go. It's a, just an opinion thing, you know? So which one do you think is going to happen at Mania this year? Yes, thank you for the clarification there, uh, wise old man. <laughs> also, I, I got a question. Have they announced anything for Taker yet, or is it still up in the air? It's going to be John Cena versus Undertaker. <laughs> it's two weeks out, and they don't have a match, and they're just going to fucking throw it out there. That's the best part. If you could see well, me well, shaking here's, my head now. It, you know what? It's almost like internet buildup because there's been so many rumors of Taker. Because Taker Cena has been on the table for, I don't know, six months. I mean, Meltzer mm-hmm. kind of put this out there that, like, this is the plan anyway. That's going to be Taker versus Cena. And when obviously when it hits the internet, everybody speculates. So everybody thought Taker was going to screw over John Cena at Royal Rumble. Yeah. Didn't happen. And then everybody thought he was going to screw him over at Elimination Chamber. Like, he was going to come up from under the under the ring. And then, it, nope, didn't happen. And then, oh, Undertaker's going to do it at Fastlane. We had three pay-per-views, set, set, not centered, but with undertones of Undertaker's going to screw over John Cena. Never happened. Never happened. And then all of a sudden, John Cena calls out the Undertaker the Monday after Fastlane. Nah. And goes, I'm going to take on the Undertaker. And then everybody goes, yay. And then... Undertaker goes silent, and so that's how they're building this up now. Like Cena's like cutting promos on Undertaker, and Undertaker's not doing anything. Yeah, this is basically Bray Wyatt versus the Undertaker. So who's going into well, well, who's going into the Celebrity Hall of Fame? Right now? Oh, this year? Yeah, Kid Rock. Uh, Kid Rock. <laughs> that makes it really simple. You know what's going to happen? He's going to be the American Badass. Yeah, that means he's, he's going to play, play his yeah. American Badass theme, and he's going to come out on a and he's going to come out on his motorcycle with his red bandana. But, well, I posted this that. Just yeah. doesn't, doesn't make sense though. Like. Why doesn't it? He's already retired the dead man gimmick. He left his boots in the ring. No, no, no. I'm just saying, like, it just... I want to see him stay retired. I would, too, because... It's not even even a wanting to see stay stay uh, retired. I'm I'm just going along lines of, like, when Bray Wyatt versus him happened, you know, he was basically not doing anything, but Bray Wyatt made me interested in that, that, that match. That had me going, this might be match of the night. You know, unfortunately, Bray got hurt, so the match really didn't work out that well. John Cena has done nothing. John Cena just cut a promo, made fun of him. That's it. And it just, there's no, there's nothing to make me go, oh, I really want to see this match. Was this a match I probably would have seen years ago? Yes. But as of now, with the way The Undertaker wrestles, I just, I just don't care about this match. I don't, I don't want to see Taker and Cena. I'm going to tell you this much right now. I would rather see John Cena's new movie with the big cock picture and blockers. It's called Blockers coming out. I would much rather go watch that Why movie. Why did you have to emphasize the cock, though? Well, because that's what it is. It's a big thing. It's a big picture of a cock. I don't, I don't, you just say blockers. You don't have to say, oh, there's a fucking picture of a cock and then the word blockers. Like, like come on. It's <laughs> cock blockers. That's the name of the fucking movie. I don't care what they say. Why would they put that picture on there? I want to go. See, I'd rather see that movie than this fucking match. That's what I'm saying. I'm, I'm pretty sure everybody wants to go see that movie and, and see fucking John Cena get fucked up the ass by a beer tube. Oh, excuse. Still, that's going to be great. I, I, you know what? Very few John Cena movies that he actually tries to be funny in have I not liked or at least enjoyed to a little bit. You know what I'm saying? 
I think he's a I mean, way better he was actor. funny at Daddy's Home, too. So, I mean, yeah. Oh, he was funny in the, in the, he was in the funny in the train wreck movie with uh, with Amy Schumer. And I'm oh, not the biggest Amy Schumer fan. Did you see part two on that? Oh, no, I didn't see part two. He's in part two in, like, the last, like, 20 minutes. It's fucking yeah. hilarious. Oh, okay. I only saw, and, like, the, the and, end of and Daddy's and Home part one, um, and he's the The Amy the Schumer movie, he's hilarious. I think, you know... I think he's funny in um, yeah. Trainwreck. I don't think he's trying to be funny, though. No, I think Towards, yeah. like, that, like, scene where, like, he's on the steps and he's trying to act. Yeah. That makes it hilarious. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, he can't act for shit, but still, you know. <laughs> so, anyway. I think it's going to be... If you ever get bored, watch The Marine. Funniest fucking movie ever. No, no watch The not. Marine Part 6 that has uh, Ted DiBiase Jr. in it. No, that's Part 2. Is it 2? No. Yeah. It's, like, 4. Because no, The Miz two. does, I think, The Miz three, does, four, like, five, three of them or something. Yeah, he does... The Miz has done three, four, and five. And he's I awful in every is... one of them. Dean Ambrose is nah, the part... worst actor ever. He's worse than The Miz. <laughs> no, Dean... man, fuck that. Part three he was good in. Part four I like, uh, but it was too predictable. Uh, I haven't he's seen He's trying to five. be predictable in the Marine movie. <laughs> Marine movie with The Miz. And he's like, it was a little predictable, man. It was going to go on. No, you mean, like, you mean uh, stuff was going to get shot? Real quick. Real fucking quick. <laughs> they, they were doing, like, the, the, the basic premise of it was he's, you know, and... Uh, he's retired, so he's basically the message is like trying to get back into civilian life. So he's, a, I think he's an EMS guy, or he's doing private security, and they have to like protect the senator's daughter. But you know who the fuck is gonna like um be betraying them? You know the who the bad guy is. Ten know, minutes in, like Geostorm. You no, know, you know, yeah. not that you know who the bad guy is. You know who's the traitor. Like yeah. ten minutes in, and you're just like, oh, this guy's the fucking traitor. Yeah. And uh, I hate he that. just fucking I it just it just really fucking sucks. I, I I just did it. It was too predictable to me. I mean, hey, CM Punk was supposed to be the next Marine, but he didn't go through. <laughs> I don't think he'd be a very good actor. Was he going to be in the Marine or Twelve Rounds? Twelve Rounds, I thought he was going to be Marine because he said, "Oh, I was going to do the Marine," but they didn't they didn't want me because of the tattoos or something like that. He, I thought he, he was going to be because they brought him to 12 rounds and when he said no, they put Randy Orton in. That's what I thought too. No, they wanted him for the Marine. They was like, they, he was going to do the Marine. He was signed up to do it. But something happened. They said, oh, they didn't like, I think he tells Cabana like, oh, they, they didn't like my tattoos or something like that. Yes. Okay. Uh, something like that. Yeah. Oh, by the way, uh, <laughs> listeners, I fuck this. I don't care. We're going to go a little extra. No. Netflix. If you like the show Workaholics, please watch Game Over, man. Oh, I've seen fucking, that. Is it good? It's fucking hilarious. Like, just, I didn't laugh so, I laughed so fucking hard, man. Those guys. Oh, I love Adam Devine. Yeah, I, lo- I like all of them. I like Adam Devine. I watched all of Workaholics up until, like, he got hurt. They're big wrestling fans, too. All of them. Yeah, like, yeah. You're, you're, I, fucking, if you love fucking comedy and fucking action films, Watch this movie because it's fucking hilarious. Yeah, Adam Devine's movie that he has on Netflix too, though, where he go, keeps going back in time to try to get his girl or whatever. That's not yeah. a bad movie. It's actually pretty funny. Uh-huh. It's a, it's a rom com. I mean, but it's actually pretty funny. But I have a suggestion too, real quick. If my favorite television show of all time was The Wire, and it's over twenty years old, um, I haven't watched it in a, probably about four or five years, but it held up like five years ago <clears throat> because it's about the city of Baltimore, dirty cops drug dealers and the people in the streets and that's what it's about but every single season like influences something else like one season has the media another season has like um the import and shipping guards you know the 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 the, because it's a it's a big port and the other one has like uh the politicians and all these things intertwine with the with the cops and with the you know the drug dealers and it shows like the the street level guys all the way up to like the head honchos of the drugs and so that's that's interesting to me 
And uh, the the show that's on H, uh, Showtime, I just finished binge watching the whole first season last night. It's called The Shy from Chicago. For Chicago, fantastic! It's the best show I've seen since The Wire, and that that's big for me because I like watching a lot of TV show, a lot of TV shows like that are like that level about dirty cops, about you know drug dealers and stuff. And if you, that's your type of thing, man, after the second episode, you're like, what is going on, man? Because it takes this big swerve. Seven seconds is really good on Netflix too. If you haven't seen that, uh, same same principle: dirty cops, you know, all that stuff. But it's uh, like so that's what you like. To like the the drama and then to the chick stuff, because like he went from Game Over Man to the rom com to something serious or Shy Time back to Seven Seconds. Because a lot of chicks keep telling me, "Oh, watch Seven Seconds; it's so good." Or oh, like, Seven Seconds no. is about dirty cops and about <laughs> dirty cops again. It's about dirty cops and about like, uh, um, it's actually about somebody getting killed and how the differences are. The differences are yeah. this person dies, and that person dies. But it's there's a whole lot more to it. I mean, the, I think the reason that that girls are telling you to watch that is because it has a strong female lead. Like the lead in that whole thing is a strong female. So you know, what I'm yeah, saying? a lot of chicks are telling me like, oh please, it's so good. I'm like, I don't care. Oh, dude, watch the first episode. If you don't like it, then don't watch another one. But I guarantee you, I promise you, you'll watch, you'll binge watch the whole season and be like, B, that was good, man. I promise you. I'm good. I'm good. Thanks, though. All right, Very man. Good. You know, if you're not willing to give, be open minded and give something a chance, you miss out on something good. That's fine. I've lived a life. That Live the life, man. That's right. Game over, man. Game over. All right, guys. Why we're like we're going to get out of here. We've gone about two hours. I want to thank everybody on Facebook who got back to me on my last Twitter question. Yes. Um, the, the, the poll was, do you want to see Undertaker back at Mania mm-hmm. uh, as the American Badass, the Dead Man, or you want to see him stay retired? Most people said they want to see the American Badass. Some people want him to stay retired, and I think two people want him to come back as the Dead Man, but I, um, I'm with the majority. If he does come back, I want to see the American Badass, because like Brian said, the Dead Man's kind of retired. You know, you can't bring him back after he puts his gear in the ring, right? I don't, I don't, yeah. that would take, I mean, I'm, I almost cried last WrestleMania after putting that stuff in the ring. Um, but again, thank you to Facebook. We'll have another. We'll have Joshua's Twitter question or Facebook question of the week up tomorrow as well. So right before the oh, podcast, thank you. of course. And uh, for Joshua, for Brian, I am Young Matthew, and we will see you in the back row.